Aiden was still so excited this morning having recorded that podcast last night. Oh, and I was cursing like a son of a bitch. <laughs> you guys are talking about Pixar movies and dropping F-bombs? Yes. <laughs> You're talking about some of the most wholesome shit, and you're like, and it's fucking up movie with that old motherfucker. And <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, we said the sequel was going to be down where he dies. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't Aiden say the sequel was going to be down where Carl goes to hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I even had to stop myself and text Joe, and I was happy that I didn't say what I said. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to have to explain to Aiden what power bottom meant, so I yeah, appreciate no. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next uh, Pixar movie, Power Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was fantastic to record with, man. You got a great kid there, dude. Ah, thank you. Oh my God. That's not what you told me last night over Facebook Messenger. You yeah, were like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, Joe's kid sucks. What a motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. What a fucking nightmare of a child. This is lies, Joe. <laughs> Episode 443. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hi, I'm Trace Balloon. And I'm Frank Conniff, TV's Frank from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and the Mads are back, and you're listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Mmm, I love leftovers, especially pop culture ones. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting one, Jake, because I am on hour 45 of a fast. Oh, my God. For a second, I thought you were going to say no sleep. No, I only had three and a half hours of sleep last night. I'm so close to no sleep. You know, oh, don't even fucking. And listen, okay, yeah, fuck it. I'll get into why I only got three and a half hours of fucking sleep last night been playing that goddamn and i'm done with it i'm done with it i'm gonna delete it off my fucking phone that marvel snap game oh yeah don't get me started i'm done i'm i i i I, it's addictive it's fucking addictive and i i like threw away my entire night last night playing that guy i I just kept saying one more game one more game (laughs) like if money was involved jake i would have been like nude you know what I mean? Like, I would have sold everything I fucking had last night to keep playing one more game of this fucking online card game. I'm That's p- one of the best things about it is how non-predatory it is. It, it, you really don't have to give it a cent to play for fucking ever. It's, I understand that. It's still, it's still an addictive game, though. Like, it, I still think that it, it gives you that same kind of, like... Um, endorphin high that you get yes. <laughs> when you play the like when you play uh like a slot machine 
And I, I really do. I think it's the same fucking thing. I had to fucking, I'm done. I'm done. I don't care. I'm sick of dropping these cards. I'm done. I, I was having fun until it was like, I'm, I keep telling myself one more game, one more game, one more game, <laughs> I love it. I one love more it. game. This is the best reason ever that you could have got three and a half hours of sleep. It's, oh my God. I, I like, yeah, I think it's like helped helped me with my fast too. I was like, I'm not hungry. I just one more game, one more game. <laughs> what, what's your favorite card? In what's so what's far? food? You know, you look around me. I've got bottles of piss and shit. You know, I'm like, I'm kidding. Um, what's that? What's my favorite card? Yeah, what's your favorite card? Uh, I'm trying to think. I like it when I have a bunch of cards down with special abilities, and I can throw that Odin card down. Oh, the old Odin on reveal bomb. That's fucking awesome. Too. Yeah. So, yeah, I was playing that like I've been playing it over the past like three days or so. And then last night when I was like when it came down to like me trying to go to bed or keep playing this fucking game, I had to take two Tylenol PMs within an hour of each other to get tired enough to fucking go to bed. This game <laughs> is unhealthy <laughs> it's killing our children <laughs> jake i'm telling you this is these this these games uh, I, yeah you don't have to pay for anything but it, there's a, an addictive quality to these games it's a, you get this fucking endorphin high when you fucking get your eight little energy cubes or whatever the fuck you get in that goddamn game. I don't know. Gold, whatever. It's ridiculous. I'm done. I've had it. I had fun. <laughs> I energon cubes, too. Yeah, little energon cubes from Transformers. I had fun. And if I could be like, you know what? Let's just limit myself to five games a day. Or I'm going to play just for a block here, a 30-minute block. But it's like no, I no, I I I I was, I kept I was trying to watch a fucking movie for the episode this week, and I kept stopping it and getting back on that goddamn game. Ooh, I I watched most of my stuff on my phone this week just so I wouldn't play Marvel Snap. It was like, well, if yeah. I watch the thing on my phone, then I'm forced to not play Marvel Snap. And see, what I'm doing right now is like the worst fucking thing ever. I, uh, I'm i telling if people don't know about this game, now they do because they're listening to this and they're like, what is Marvel Snap? Now they're going to look it up and then we're going to have a bunch of other fucking Marvel Snap zombies fucking neglecting their families and their, their jobs and their diet. Like, I, I haven't eaten... I can say it's a fast, Jake, but it's probably just because I've been playing this goddamn game for f fucking hours upon end. I brought it up on my Facebook on launch day, and I've had half a dozen prominent Pop Culture Leftovers listeners message me and say, God damn you for bringing this game up. A Joe Vitale is one of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. But are <laughs> they going to stop? Are they going to stop playing? Like, the Pokemon no. Go, honestly, the Pokemon Go, I thought was fine because it was like, I'm outside, I'm walking. I lost weight fucking playing the Pokemon Go. I'm walking all over the fucking place and shit. And it was, I thought it was fun. But this is just like, this is just a time suck. And after a while, it's mind numbing. And then when you realize the next day that you only got three and a half hours of sleep and you can barely fucking function. No, I'm actually doing great, which is wild. But, um, 
Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it's fun. I'm done. I just I just got Daredevil the other day. It's my favorite card. Have you seen Daredevil? No. It lets you see the other person's turn five in entirety, what they do, what they play before you even have to go. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is wild. I was like, that's a really cool way to like show Daredevil's powers in a card game. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. The guy who's blind but can see in the game. It makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> Gambit's really cool, too, because he uses one of your cards to destroy an enemy. It's like he uses cards in a card game to, to kill someone. Yeah, I hate the games where it's like, I've got this one. I've got this one. And then all of a sudden, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a real element of poker to it that I like as well with the snap. Like, I sometimes I snap just to fucking bluff. Yeah, yeah. No, I do that, too. I do that, too, with the snap. They snap, and I immediately snap them back, like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Double snap. I got, I got you, bitch. You better retreat. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. I, I'm completely engrossed in the stupid fucking game, yeah. and uh, it's from the makers of Hearthstone, if you didn't know that. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> I've been following like the production of this for the last year and a half just because I'm so invested in Hearthstone. And I have not touched Hearthstone since this game came out for like the first time in seven years. I'm disgusted by the game now. I'm done. I had I, I did it for three days. I'm done. It is it is it is taking over. It is monopolizing my life, my time, my sleep. I'm done with it. Fuck you, Marvel Snap. I toss you now. <laughs> I toss it. It's 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 terrible. It's fucking terrible. It's the fucking time suck. I know we've. I don't worry. I haven't forgotten about our guest. We're gonna bring our guest on here in a second. I wonder if our guest has played Marvel Snap. <laughs> oh god, probably playing it right now as we're talking. <laughs> Jealous. Yeah. Oh fuck. It's oh stop <laughs> it. Stop it. That fucking game. I'm deleting it off my phone. It's gone. I'm so done with it. I'm not playing it anymore. I like I play I'll continue to play my word puzzle games, my Wordle, and then my Wordscapes, and that's it. I think those those are those are good. It works your mind. I know you could say there's strategy with that card game and all that other shit, but my God, it's ridiculous that game. They should only let you play five times a day. They should restrict people. Yeah, that would be something. <laughs> it's a, it, it would be great. It's addictive. I could, I guarantee you, there are people that are playing it nonstop, Jake, and it sickens me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's and they and they kind of trick you because the games are so quick. So you're like, oh, these games are so quick. That makes this really fun. But somehow, even though the games only take like two to three minutes, like there goes four hours. I know. Yeah, the sun's rising. <laughs> The sun's rising. Nearly happened to me yesterday. It's like fucking, it's like, what is it, three o'clock? No, four o'clock in the morning. I was playing till four o'clock in the fucking morning. And I woke up at 7.30. Three and a half hours of sleep. Fucking marble snap. <laughs> I can't wait to tell Michelle she's going to crack up. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> fucking game i am so done i'm deleting it off my phone i i am 100 percent deleting it off my phone all right let's bring on our guest uh we are not alone we've got wayne from podcast championship wrestling podcast welcome wayne i thought i got snapped away from this episode already <laughs> double snapped <laughs> yeah so thanks for snapping me back how long have you been holding on to that joke wayne 
24 minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, happy to have you, Wayne. Just you this week. Just the, Oh, thank you. Just yeah, nobody else, me, Jake, and Nobody Wayne. else answered. Mm. <laughs> now, some weird traffic sounds may be joining this episode too i had construction start at my apartment building about 20 minutes before this episode started so i apologize for any odd background noises you may hear yeah yeah that would ah just trying to think of what odd noises that i would want to hear maybe people having hmm. sex would be interesting that would be interesting. Yeah. It'd be fucking daring right in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Beatles sung a song about that. Did they? Yeah, why don't we do it in the road? Okay. It's on the White Album. All right. Let's see. Those are the only lyrics, too, I think. Oh, no, there's a couple other lyrics. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, oh, we had a contest that uh, uh, I started uh I went over last week in the middle of the episode, and uh, yeah, uh, let me, you know what? Uh, contest participation from our listeners, Jake, is fucking piss poor. It's fucking it's it's piss poor. All time low too, and I mean, we just recently, within the last month and a half, did the uh, Top Gun and Yellowstone prequel, and I, those were yeah. well received, and then it kind of fell off a cliff, huh? Yeah, people just, yeah, it's piss poor. So, um, Jerry and Marge go large. I got four winners here Larry Mayday, Stephen Chavez, Nicholas Santones, and Alfredo Tostado. I'll get you guys the digital copies. And then for Dangerous Game, Stephen Chavez, Nicholas Santones, and Alfredo Tostado. Literally the only fucking people that entered. So, thank you, Leftover Army, for entering these contests. They're going to be like, well, I didn't care about those movies. And it's like, all right, whatever. It's fine. Whatever. Just makes me feel good to see a bunch of names, Jake. If someone you know out there cares, everyone enter the contest. If you don't care about the movie, find a friend. Give it to them. Find a family member. Yeah, this is a fun list of names. It's not like the fucking wall where you read fucking people that died on the Titanic. I want to read a fun list of names. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like the Vietnam Wall or something, you know? I want to read a fun list of names, a fun list of names of possible people that might win a fuck. No, the, I can't, everybody's playing. Every, nobody answered because everybody's playing that Marvel Snap game. Oh, Marvel Snap fucked the contest this week. That's why listenership is down, too, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I listen to podcasts while I play Marvel Snap. Hmm. Jeez. God. I'm, I'm, I'm so done with Marvel Snap. Did you guys hear about... This is a fucking ridiculous story. Uh, do I have it here? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. This actually happened early... Oh, uh, late last month. Hefty is selling cinnamon pumpkin spice trash bags. Did you say trash bags? Trash bags. Mm, okay. Nice. I mean, that's where all that pumpkin spice belongs is in the trash bags. Do you not, do you not like they, pumpkin pie? I don't like pumpkin anything. Oh, well. Uh, me, I'm the opposite. Give me pumpkin everything. I like... Trash I like, bags. I'm already looking. I like, uh, the, I like pumpkin rolls, the pumpkin rolls mm-hmm. with the cream in it, and I like, uh, I like pumpkin pie. So... How about pumpkin, uh, like candles? Do you have those? Oh, pumpkin... Oh. 
pumpkin yeah. spice no? candles. I don't think I have it. I, I usually get the fresh linen. The fresh linen. Ah, yeah, it's very nice. I like the scent of fresh linen, even though all my linens are probably dirty. So I like to confuse guests by having the fresh linen scent. <laughs> <laughs> These linens are awful soiled, but boy, does it smell fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, man? It smells like fresh linen, but... Everything looks like it was pissed on by a homeless man. So. <laughs> yeah, you can clearly see all these skit marks. How does it smell so fresh? Yeah, is that cat vomit? <laughs> Why the fuck does it smell so good? <laughs> I don't like any candle that smells like food. I like all like fresh linen or flowers or sandalwood or pine. or I, If it smells like food, I don't like it. Because uh, it gives you false hope. Yeah, I just I don't want to smell something that smells appetizing, and then there's like no payout. Yeah, I don't uh, mind. I don't mind the 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 uh, pound cake one. Yeah, cinnamon buns. Have a pound, I didn't know they had a pound cake. Yeah, one. pound cake. Yeah, cinnamon buns. Yeah. You know, it's not like people are lighting up fucking beef stew candles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me oh, get my egg roll candle. Ah, wait. Got my Hormel chili candle ready to go <laughs> for tonight's festivities. <laughs> Let's eat salad and then light the Hormel chili candle. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the Doritos candle. <laughs> yeah, the Doritos candle. Oh, my God. oh boy. Yeah, I don't like pumpkin. I I go to pecan pie when I go to holiday pies. I Pumpkin is disgusting to me. Yeah, I can do both. I like um, pecan pie and I like pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie. I don't like Cool Whip. Never been a fan of Cool Whip. And if I do put any kind of whip on it, I like to put the uh, just the the regular like ready whip, you know, from the aerosol can. I don't like the 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 cool whip is just I think cool whip is disgusting. I think it's thick and it's gross and it's nasty. I think, you know, like uh, I yeah, I think that cool whip is the miracle whip of <laughs> a mayonnaise. Of toppings, of yeah, of, of yeah, dessert toppings. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I don't think I've had Cool Whip in over a decade. I've been purely Ready Whip for quite a long time. Yeah, Ready Whip is so much better. It tastes so much better. Cool Whip is nasty. You people in <laughs> your Cool Whip. I'm, you can I'm do whip it on the side. <laughs> yeah, you can carry it in your back pocket. You can take it with you everywhere you go. Convenient. And, okay, so like when my sister does make me a pumpkin pie, we're gonna get to the fucking episode, people. Settle down. This is important. When my sister does send me home with pumpkin pie over the holidays, or my mom, they always give me a tub of Cool Whip in the bag that they give to me, and it's like, and I never, it just sits there. I never fucking use it, so I just dump it. Stop giving me fucking Cool Whip. <laughs> can't you just tell him you don't want it or you just don't want to be rude like that uh, <laughs> during the holidays i am not a festive guy and I I, I I i i prefer to spend holidays alone and just treat it like a regular day jake honestly so like if my sister does make me something i either have to go there and pick it up and then just bring it back here or she just drops it off on my doorstep and tell and text me food's at the door and I open and it shoves up. shoves it through the mail slot. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I'm not that. I don't. See, I think if you. If, see, this is what I do. I, I see a lot of like married men 
and then they have to do all these things with the family. Sometimes they got to do mm. shit with two fucking families. Oh, we got to mm. go see my family in the morning and your family in the evening. And it's like, oh my god, what a fucking nightmare! And spending time with these people, whatever. So uh, I just I had to do it like that for thirty plus years, and yeah, it drove me absolutely nuts. And which we used to alternate who we went to first and who we went to second. Without fail, the second family always was offended that you went to the other family first. Yeah. It was just like, oh, my God, this is so trivial. So in order for me not to offend anyone, I don't do shit with anyone on any holiday. Mm, I tried that one year. It backfired on me. Oh, man. No, it, I've been doing it for so long. I think people would be frightened if I showed up to a family event. <laughs> Just bang the door open. I'm here. Brian, Where's what's my seat? You, Brian, what's wrong? Do you have cancer? I mean, really? <laughs> I haven't I haven't spent I don't think I've spent Christmas with my family in over a decade. Yeah. I I hear you. It's the holidays are rough when it comes to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Some people, some people look at look at that and they think it's I live a sad life. But I'll tell you, you're right. Um, anyway, let's see. I, I mean, I'm I'm honestly jealous. I you're telling me this, and I'm just like, oh, I envy you so much. That sounds so great. <laughs> I just wake up on Christmas Day like it's any other fucking day, man. And I just I go about my fucking day. I, I, on Thanksgiving, I used to go to a fuck. I used to go to a. Uh, just a, a buffet by myself back in the day. <laughs> I remember. I remember when you used to do that. Yeah, I. I, I don't think there's a buffets anymore. But yeah. no, I always do a movie on both Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's pretty much my my favorite tradition anymore. Last no, last year, last year I went. I I ate Chinese on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, you can go to a lot of those places. I went to a, a lot of the walk places are open on ex- Thanksgiving and Christmas. Exactly, that's what I did. I went and saw a movie, and then I went and got uh, Chinese Chinese takeout and just ate in the car. Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like the best Thanksgiving. Again, I'm envious of these Thanksgivings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have fun and have fun being there for your family and all that stuff. I'll be. I'll be waking up alone with my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Brian. Me too. I'm uh, I'm trying it this year. It's, I was I was like, you know what? Uh, I just kind of have a long relationship. I think I'm gonna spend the holidays alone. There you and, go. Like, willingly. There you go. Enjoy it. Soak it up. Soak it yeah, up. I'm gonna soak it up, man. Soak it up. Text like- you. I'll, I'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, Fucking nothing. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I'm jerking off on Thanksgiving. All right. <laughs> yeah. Seasons beatings. Seating seasons beatings. <laughs> no beat November. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, let's see here. Oh yeah. So anyway, these pumpkin spice trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, they sold out. They sold out, and people are putting them on fucking eBay. And they were going for uh, – you could get them, I think, for like six bucks in the store. And now people are putting them on eBay for 40 bucks, for 20 Oh, my God. Dear God. I'm not even for kidding For something you're literally throwing away. For something you're throwing away. It, it, I don't understand people. 
I don't understand. There's a there's a wow. hundred ways to make your house smell like pumpkin. I, I don't understand why you would have to go to this level. Is this grab a whole pumpkin pie and just drop it in the trash can at the bottom of the trash can? <laughs> yeah, that's like, a great like, idea. Done. I mean, done. Like, <laughs> you don't even have to make it. You can just go to the store yeah. and buy one. Yeah. yeah, just buy a can of like Libby's. And dump <laughs> just, that shit in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Take the walls of the inside of the trash can with it. Yeah. We should do that and start selling that shit. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Okay, you guys ready to get into some good pop, bad pop? Always. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. All righty, good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things of the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we'd like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Jake, you think I'd fucking feel miserable on three and a half hours of sleep and I haven't eaten for fucking uh, 40... Where are we at? Yeah, 45 hours now. You think I'd feel like shit, right? I don't feel bad, man. No, I bet you're good. I, I've commented before that I think some of my best podcasting comes when I'm under duress, like when it's like a complete lack of sleep or just something's going on like that. I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, it makes me better. Well, okay. Not to get, and I'm not like Mr. Fucking, I know everything about the human body. I'll, I, you know. I do know that when I tug my wiener, shit comes out of it sometimes. And that's basically what, that's basically where it. <laughs> <laughs> Anatomy class is over, Joe. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've learned in all of my 44 years on this planet Earth, that if I tug at my wiener enough, stuff will come out of it. Kind of looks like Cool Whip. That's why I haven't eaten it yet. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> anyway. No, it's like after after twelve hours, your body goes into ketosis, and you start burning like the you start burning the fat in your body for energy. And once you hit like I think like forty eight hours to four days, you start getting into like what they call autophagy, and you start doing the you start going through like the cell renewal, and you get like this burst of energy, man. You get like mental clarity and all this shit, man. It's fucking it, it's a real thing. Once you can get past the first twenty four hours, and your body realizes that you're not going to fucking feed it anything. It just you don't you're not hungry anymore. Like, like right now, I'm not hungry. It's weird. So, yeah. Did you change your fasting days? Because normally it's not a Saturday. It's not typically a Saturday. I like to eat on the days that we podcast because I'm like. But here's the thing: that fucking Marvel Snap game. I was just like, I don't know, man. It's weird. I was just like, let's just do a two day fast because I, I felt fine this morning. I wasn't hungry this morning. So let's just do a two-day fast, and that's where I'm at. So I might eat tonight. Once I hit, I, once it hits like nine thirty, I might fucking make like a smoothie or some shit. Because when you come off a fast, you don't want to fucking eat like a pork sandwich. No, I can imagine not. You, you gotta, you got you know, you gotta ease yourself back into eating. You know what I mean? You know, it's not like oh fuck, I just I fasted for two, three days or whatever, and it's like. Where's that pork tenderloin? Give me that. Give me some of that chili mac. 
Now you yeah, eat. I see that on like Survivor all the time when these people like go like five, six days without eating and then they win like some giant feast and then the next thing you know, they are fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it'll fuck you up. You got to wean yourself up. I don't know. You got to ease yourself back into eating and you got to eat something it's not going to destroy your fucking stomach. People are, get to, get to the content. Settle down, people. I mean, <laughs> this is the content. <laughs> Would you say Burger King? Yeah, Burger King. <laughs> uh, real quick, I did, I, uh, I went to the theater a couple times over the last couple weeks and saw some movies. I went and saw uh, Smile, the new horror movie that's out there. Have you seen the trailers for Smile? Yeah, yeah, I saw the viral marketing they were doing as well. They had like people showing up at like sporting events, like basketball yeah. games and baseball games. That was that was great. The, I, I I loved it. I'd see those pictures pop up on Twitter and, uh, and like news articles and shit, and I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, people didn't know at first too. I think that's what made it really cool is that yeah. people were like, "What's up with these freaks?" And like, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I saw Smile, and it's really good. It's really good. I it, I think it topped the box office for two weeks straight. It was it's really good. I I if you're looking for like a good, you know, horror movie psychological kind of, th- I don't even know. Yeah, I guess it would be considered a psychological thriller and slash horror movie. I would see Smile. I I, I thought it was really good, and uh, it's like one of those movies where like the whole time it's like. Are we going to get to see like a villain in this it, or is it something that we're not going to see? Kind of like, you know, Blair Witch. So it's like it's always kind of up in the air. Will you see a villain? Will you not see a villain? Like what's doing this to this person? And um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So um, how, how does the smiling spread? Is it like if, if you make eye contact or something? It it basically it passes itself on from one person to another and it's. I think it's passing itself on to people that have experienced some sort of a trauma watching someone die. And so that's that's kind of how the rules are. I love I would love to see a sequel. I I really think that this is it's 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 ripe for a sequel. Have you seen it, Wayne? No, I haven't. Uh, It looks like it's doing globally pretty well at one hundred and thirty seven million. Yeah. It's 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 really fucking good. I enjoy it. I'm gonna give it the highest of taste. It's I really fucking liked it. So yeah, that is Smile out now in theaters. Definitely uh, watch Smile. Um, Halloween ends. Absolute toss it. Terrible fucking movie. Um, the the it, just an abomination of a film. And I, I I was like, I was on the fence. Like, am I gonna watch this or not watch this? And I think it had been out for maybe you know five days to a week and then i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna go see it i'm gonna go see it in imax and i went and saw it in imax and my god what a turd it is i thought it was just terrible i mean i i don't know what i don't know what they were thinking they should have stopped at the 2018 entry because that was perfection that was perfection and I don't care. Yeah, I hated the sequel, too. Yeah. I, that first one was so good. The sequel was pretty trash. And then, like, I started hearing all the word of mouth about the new one. And I I'm, I won't even watch it. I, I have no desire. I If it's worse than the last one, I no. Just watch, I guess. And it's not even that it's great. But, like, watch the last 20 minutes to see how it all ends. You know, but but I wouldn't recommend uh, watching the entire. All the way to the end. Yeah. Yeah, just watch the last twenty minutes if 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 you're, I mean, if you're a completionist, watch the fucking movie. 
But, you know, it's on Peacock. If you have Peacock, you can watch it there. But, my God, I was like, no, you know, I'm going to watch this in IMAX. Let's do this. And I was, I could not believe how much I hated this movie. Absolute toxic. Yeah. Terrible. Sounds like a real bait and switch from what I've seen. Like, the, all the promotion is, like, they're booking, like, Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers in this, like, heavyweight bout. And then that's really not what you get from what I've heard. Well, and and people can say that, okay, you know, this is what the directors wanted to do, the writers wanted to do, this is their vision, blah, 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 blah. They're mirroring the other sequels. Halloween 2 was, like, Halloween Kills and Halloween... Three was like this one in certain respects, and it's like, I don't care. It wasn't good. It was not good. It was not a satisfying ending. Jake, as far as, I think it's more of a fucking, I think it's worse than, like, if we're looking at Star Wars, I think it's worse than Rise of Skywalker. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely never watching this. That's so sad, too, because I, I was a late bloomer when it came to watching the 2018 one. And, uh, man, I watched it and I was like, ah, oh, what took me so long to watch this movie? It is so brilliant and yeah. so good and so well made. And it's just such a shame that within two movies by the same cast and crew, this is what it's become. It's worse than Rise of Skywalker. I think so. Because, I mean, that, oh my God. At least Rise of Skywalker looks beautiful and sounds beautiful. It's crazy, though. It's like that, you know, first J.J. Star Wars movie was so good. And then, you know, we get what we get. And it's like, this is the same thing. It's like, this started off so great with so much promise. I really felt like they had one story in them. And the studio was like, this movie made money hand over fist. We've got a blank check here. Let's make a couple more. And then and then they continued to shoot themselves in the foot now that they could have just released this last one theatrically, but they're still like, well, let's have it day of release on Peacock as well. It's like... Wh- what the fuck are you thinking? At least, I don't know. At least if you're going to, at least if you're going to get, I don't know. I, I still think that even though it's a terrible movie, they still should have just released it in the theaters right now by itself. Not a, not day of on Peacock. They're shooting themselves in the, in the foot there. I think I, I agree a hundred percent. There's a large percentage of people that would have seen it in the theater. If that was the only way they could see it. That's a very popular franchise, a very popular character. I know people in person that would have gone to the theater to see it. Had they not been able to just click a button at home and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I completely agree. That's uh, I can understand why they do it with some movies, but I mean, that's such an established franchise moneymaker for the studio. Why the fuck would they do that? Maybe I didn't like it as much because I was just playing Marvel Snap the entire time in the back. No, that, <laughs> no, that's I bet the I like I I like to go to the movies. I've said this many times. I like to go to the movies because I like the like the zero distractions. Typically, if you if you have a good theater, I like the zero distractions and like especially IMAX, the sound, everything. And I would I would say this: watch the first maybe ten minutes of this movie, and then the last twenty, and that's it. So there you go. 
But uh, Jake, uh, the surreal life is back after uh, like a decade hiatus. I think what was the last season? Didn't it have like one of Salt and Peppa? It had Peppa in it, right? Is that which one it had? It didn't have like Spinderella. I don't think it was Spinderella. I think it was Peppa. Okay, I don't remember. I've watched every season, but it's been yeah. so fucking long. Yeah, it's been like since 2011 or 10 or I can't remember, but it's back with C- I think it's season seven. They've got um, uh, Tamar Braxton, uh, Dennis Rodman, Stormy Daniels. Let's not talk about her. We know what she did. We don't need to bring up the name. Um, yeah, she did porn. Yeah. August Al- August Alcina, who's a singer, and I guess the most famous thing he's popular for is the whole entanglement with Jada Pinkett Smith and that love triangle there or whatever. Um, is it Manny Moi? Uh, a- yeah, I, it's Manny's definitely his first name. Yeah, I, I Ma- think I think it's Moi. Moi or Mao? Manny? Yeah, he's a popular makeup artist, YouTuber, and beauty blogger. Kim Coles, uh, actress, comedian. She was in uh, uh, Living Single on Fox for many years. Uh, C.J. Perry, uh, the professional wrestler. I guess she went by she went by Lana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Frankie Muniz from Malcolm in the Middle. And <laughs> old leftover Jay's favorite. Exactly. Uh, that's a that's a deep cut for older listeners. Um, yeah. So like that's surreal life is basically taking like all these celebrities and putting that in quotations and then putting them in. Uh, seriously, Rodman's got celebrity. I'm not taking that away from him. But you put them in in a house together and basically it's like the real world. But with celebrities i remember uh i remember watching the do you, did you watch the see you watched them all the one with um uh what's his name mini me um oh Vern Vern troyer troyer Vern troyer yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my god i mean did you watch that season oh yeah 100 percent. he like oh my god he would drink that's how he died he drank himself to death drank he drank himself he it, they said it was um, suicide by alcohol. Wow. Um, but I remember him getting so drunk in that house. One night he just fucking like pissed his pants sitting on that scooter. I felt so... Yeah, that's it was sad. sad. Too, it, they really played it for comedy on the show. Yeah. It's sad. It was really sad. Uh, I remember fucking... What was it? They put Ron Jeremy and Tammy Faye Baker in the same season. Like, <laughs> oh my God, this shit... The surreal life is insane. Um, and the Flavor Flav like popularity came out of surreal life, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, Flavor Flav was in the house with Brigitte Nielsen. And then they went off and did their own reality series called Strange Love. And then when they broke up, they created this whole thing of like Flavor, Flavor Flav wants to find his like true love. And so he, that's when they did Flavor of Love. So. Yeah, so I mean, it was a very popular show. It was one of those shows where, like, I would never watch week to week, but VH1 would always do that, like, day long marathon. Yeah. And I would always catch it that way. Every single season, that's how I watched it. I would be like an event. I'd be like, oh, yes, this Saturday, we're going to do the whole season of Surreal Life. This season, I had to watch. I love Dennis Rodman. I love Dennis Rodman. I've watched, I watched him on Celebrity Apprentice, of course. Of course, I'm a huge fan of his basketball. I mean, that's, that's where my love comes from. I, I loved him when he played for the Bulls. Um, 
the guy had so much fight, would fight for every fucking loose ball, grab every rebound he could. Um, and I love Dennis. And, um, yeah, so I was like, I got to watch this season of The Serial Life to watch Dennis. And Dennis, it looks like in the upcoming episodes, is back up to his old shenanigans and just drinking. And, and that's what he did on Celebrity Apprentice, man. So, I don't know. Yeah, he pretty much got fired because he was just so, like, belligerent on yeah. that show. Yeah. That's the reason I'm watching this season. But, uh, yeah, Jake, what are you thinking about this season so far? I love it. I, I'm going to give it a Tupperware. It's, it's like, just A-plus trash TV. Like, there's nothing really super quality about this show, but I, I think it's a really well-rounded cast. I'm interested in most of the people. Um, I, I, too, am a fan of Rodman, and it, it's it's cool to see what he's up to. I really love Tamar Braxton as well. Um, she was a Celebrity Big Brother winner, so I spent about three weeks watching live feeds with her, and it, it's nice to kind of catch up with her and see what she's been up to the last two years. And I think Lana's really good. Kim Coles is great. Um, Stormy's been a lot of fun. Um, Frankie uh. Muniz has kind of been a blank slate so far. Maybe the worst cast member so far, but I, I'm sure they'll have some kind of thing going on with him later. But I just, I just yeah. think he's like a sweet, positive dude in the house, you know. And it's like, and then with him dancing and shit was pretty funny. Yeah, that that was funny. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's a lot of fun. Um, I. You know, with, you always kind of wonder how much of this shit is staged when you watch a show like this. But um, if any of it is, it doesn't really like have that overbearing feeling that that it is. Like I, I really believed that Stormy was trying to sleep by the pool, and these people had no consideration about that, and were just going to drink and yell and be loud and lay on top of her. Like I, I bet that was not like set up. Yeah, I do think producers get in their ear and say, I want you to have a problem with this and I want you to have a problem with that. I do think that they get in their ears and I mean, they want to make an entertaining show. So there's all this reality TV. Some most of it's <laughs> most of it's fabricated or or embellished. So but I still enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, even the people that I, I wasn't familiar with, I, I find myself really enjoying, like, Manny in August. I, yeah. I thought the moment where, like, Manny, like, accidentally brought up kind of talking about the entanglement without realizing he was doing it and yeah. it felt so awful was was a good moment. Um, yeah, I think this is – honestly, it's it's not the worst cast. I think it's probably the third or fourth best cast this show has ever had. It's a very well-rounded cast. If you were a fan of the original show, I, I think you would be remiss not to check this out. I do think that August tries to come off like he's very smart. Like, yeah, like he's yeah, like like what he's going to say is just like deep, <laughs> it like deep and mind-blowing and it comes out like I don't know, it doesn't come out like it's that deep or that mind-blowing or whatever and but all the girls think he's just they just woo over they just they're thirsty for that dick, man. They it's just ridiculous. They they don't care. I don't think they care what he's saying. They just they just want that they just want that August deep dickin' or something. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the entanglement like rose his stock when it came to women wanting yeah. his dick too. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I'm not I'm not just saying like they're alluding to that on the show because like I think Tamar's been getting kinda you know a little hot over August. So, um, are you watching this? Did you watch this, Wayne? This is the one thing that I didn't watch on the list, 
But I, I mean, I know this stuff is, you know, it's subjective. But I, like Jake said, it's trash TV, and I just can't stand these kind of shows. Like I, did, I'm just me yelling at the TV, you know. But how do they go about like picking people for shows like these? Like this is just seems like such random people. I think they create a short list and start talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if, if I think they go, okay, like we're going to ask Lita to be on and like Lita said no. And they're like, well, what other, you know, retired wrestler can we ask? And then we get Lana. And I, I think they like, they go for a type. They want like, yeah, they want okay. a singer. They want an athlete. They want a has been actor. You know, it, they just got to fill in all these blanks. Yeah. I'm but, sure that they put it out there for other people as well and they turned them down. Or it wasn't yeah, the yeah. T- right time, but yeah, this is the group that they got. They always gotta like, like you said, like sometimes they gotta like stir the pot on purpose to like get things interesting. I guess, right? I mean, was there ever one of these reality shows where they you felt like they didn't have to stir the pot, where like naturally shit happened on the show? I would say I the first the first season of the Real World was pretty genuine. I agree. I would I would go so far as even to say the first three seasons were pretty genuine. Yeah. 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 I, I, one thing that's a little bit different about this than Surreal Life of the Past is how much you see production in this. I was a little bit surprised how often we were seeing like boom mics and actually hearing production talking to the contestants. And uh, I liked it. I thought it was a nice change. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got cameras all over the house. So like some of the shots they have to get some of the crew in. But I'm in a Tupperware as well, Jake. I love it. I love this kind of trash TV. I miss those fucking dating shows like flavor of love and rock of love i miss all that shit so just to have the surreal life back on tv makes me very happy and i'll be watching every week and i oh man i just uh, i had no idea this existed until i saw the list for this week and i I was very excited like i i instantly googled the cast as soon as i saw the list and was like oh i can't wait to watch this oh i know yeah yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun, interesting season. So uh, let's talk about uh, Chainsaw Man. On uh, this is on Hulu, and I believe it's also on Crunchyroll. And uh, I only watched the first episode. Are they? Do they have like three or four out now? We're on episode three now. Yeah, I've only watched the first one. Uh, it's an anime following a betrayal. A young man left for dead is reborn as a powerful devil-human hybrid after merging with his pet devil and is soon enlisted into an organization dedicated to hunting devils. So, yeah, you've got the main character of Denji, who his father died, and his father owed a huge debt. He had no way to pay it back. And so he basically, he see, there's like these demons in the world, and this devil, this little devil dog, Pachita, uh, was was dying. He saved the dog, and formed a bond with the dog and so now the dog has like a little fucking chainsaw at the end of its face (laughs) and he would use this chainsaw dog to go around (laughs) and kill people and then there's like this moment where it's like you know like in the in robocop we're fucking you know frank murphy dies and they bring him back as robocop well this dude is dying and the demon merges with him and then turns him into fucking Chainsaw Man, which is like one of the coolest looking characters visually I've ever seen. Like Jake told me about this series and then I did a did a uh, 
search for Chainsaw Man, the manga, and saw pictures of Chainsaw Man, and I was just like, this character is fucking badass looking. I love the design of the character. has a chainsaw coming right out of his fucking head, and chainsaws, like, grafted into his arms that fucking are spinning, and just looks incredible. I've already seen some amazing Chainsaw Man cosplays. One was so cool. It had spinning chainsaws and jake even smoke coming out of the center one on the face i was just like that is a fucking dope ass fucking chainsaw man cosplay it was awesome and uh yeah i've seen a ton too i was surprised at how many we saw at c2e2 you know six months before the the anime even started taking storm yeah yeah it's wild i uh i only watched the first episode and it's because there was a lot to watch on the list this week so i didn't get to get back to it but my God, for I think for like a pilot episode, I really enjoyed this quite a bit. And this is definitely something I'm going to be sticking with. I think just after the first episode, like, I don't know, you just introduce a character like this. Yeah, it's, and, it's a great origin episode. And it's sure. violent. It's violent. And I love like, oh, yeah. I love like the animated demons in, in this show, the way that they look in Jujutsu Kaisen, even like the Ghibli stuff. It just looks amazing. And uh, I loved it here. I'm at a Tupperware for Chainsaw Man just on the first episode. I'm, I'm, I'm down for this entire season, dude. I loved it. Um, yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen all three so far, and I'm right there with you. It, it's a Tupperware for me. It was a Tupperware already after the first episode. Uh, there's been a lot of complaints online about the CGI and the action and the fight sequences, and I saw a lot of that before I watched the first episode. And I was honestly shocked that people were so upset by it. They wanted it to be a bit more hand-drawn and a little bit less CGI. But I thought it looked fucking cool as hell. And it's, it's a chainsaw, so I mean, I think the CGI actually works better seeing that in motion than... Uh, doing all that hand-drawn i mean i guess people would rather wait two and a half years between every season and have every second of this chainsaw you know whizzing around hand-drawn that that seems absolutely silly to me i think it looks perfect the way it is um i love in anime how you can have both the most incredibly violent shit you've ever seen and then a cutesy wootsy chainsaw dog like only in anime can like both these things exist in like the same episode i it always cracks me up um I love the characters. I I also found it very comparable to Jujutsu Kaisen and the way, like, it, at times the show can be very funny, but when the demon stuff starts happening, it's legit freaky and scary looking, and they really sell that kind of stuff home. Um, yeah, I'm excited for you to see more episodes. I honestly don't really want to talk about plot points because, um, honestly, in the first probably six or seven episodes, there's kind of a big twist every time. Um, I've read about the first 27 chapters of this manga just because I was really intrigued when I started hearing about it about a half a year ago and just kind of just started buzzing through it. But I, I've laid off of it now because I, I think the animation is so cool. I'm kind of excited to get past the the twists and turns that I know. So, yeah, I, I love this. This is, to me, the must-watch anime of this season currently going on. Hollywood's going to come knocking wanting to make a live action Chainsaw Man. Uh, I'm telling you right yeah, now. Yeah, hopefully hopefully it's not Netflix crap. Hopefully, That's uh, what I'm nice. worried about, man. Yeah. Wayne, did you watch Chainsaw Man? Yeah. Um, I I don't watch any anime. So, like, I didn't even see what this was. So, when I saw this anime, I was like, okay, 
I'll give this a try. Like, and um, yeah, it was it was all in Japanese. Um, you know, uh, you had to switch it over to the subtitles. Uh, but it, it kept you like engaged in the story, though. Like, I didn't, I couldn't turn away because I watched all three episodes, and, and like, I totally Tupperware this. It was so good. Like, the first episode really pulled me in. Like, to see how much sacrifice this one character went through in like just the first episode. Uh, and like, like you guys said, like the gore and the blood in this was so cool. Yeah. Like the, just the battle scenes. Uh, and then, I mean, Jake, you, you saw, saw all three, correct? Yes. There's a bigger plot point than people think. I mean, and I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I'm just going to say, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. There's a bigger plot point of, of what this guy's trying to get here. But uh, <laughs> I, I really, I really like the, I like the comedy in this even when it when it's needed. Uh, you know, I, I like how all these like little notes about the things I liked in the episode. You know, I like the little the little the chainsaw demon dog whatever it was. Kushida. Like, yeah, yeah, it was it was really cute. Or there were times where it was kind of like you know, it thing could be pretty damn scary. You know, pretty pretty freaky for a little thing. You know, um, but. I, yeah, I'm really fascinated by this. And, like, I, is there going to be more than three episodes? Like, how many episodes? Yeah, are? yeah, they've ordered a whole season. Um, and this is already just a massive hit. So I'm pretty sure they're going to cover the whole manga in the series. Uh, I believe it's going to be a 12-episode first season. And they've already finished. Uh, they're they're going to call it season 1.5. And it's going to debut not the next anime season, but the one after that. So, like, in the March-April area. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, three episodes, and I want more. Like, I'm hooked. Like, I was hooked in that first episode, and I just I just let it keep going. I was like, and the music at the end of the credits, even, is really good. Like, I let the credits run all the way through, because I really... I like how they do different songs every episode. That's unusual. Yeah, yeah, different, different and uh, even, like, the opening, uh, what, what, the opening sequence for the show was pretty cool. So... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. anime yeah. opening sequences yeah. are always legendary. Yeah. yeah, I was like, because, you know, I don't I don't really watch anime. I was like, you know, I had my sound system up and, and I was like, oh, God, this shit's intense. I was like, OK. Uh, but yeah, absolute Tupperware for me. Yeah, I need to get back. And, you know, Wayne, if. Oh, oh sorry. No, I was going to say, Wayne, if you and any listeners like are put off by having to read subtitles, they are dubbing this thing ASAP. The first episode is already available in dub. So it's about two weeks behind on dub. So when episode four airs, episode two will be available in dub already. And they got top-notch people doing the uh, English dub for this. So if if that's an aversion to you, it's there in dub. You just have to watch it two weeks behind the fact. There you go. Because, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this. I mean, there's there's even, like, some some good comedy in it it when need be, you know? Uh, it had me, you know, laughing out loud at, at certain. Oh yeah, it gets absolutely wild, especially when <laughs> some more of the main villains like start getting fleshed out. And yeah, this show gets bonkers. Yeah, I mean, all I'll say is it's nuts or nothing. Like, <laughs> but yeah, absolute great. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I can see this being a good gateway drug for fucking anime for some people. Kind of like. Yeah. I don't know. My Hero Academia was that for me. I'm not current on it. I've only watched the first two. Th- I'm, I'm halfway through season three. But uh, then, you know, then I'm jumping on to shit like Vinland Saga, 
Gleipnir, Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, Doctor Stone. So, um, I mean, I'm addicted to Spy Family. It's it's Chainsaw Man is just right behind it as my favorite anime of the year. Yeah, I haven't watched Spy Family yet. I know you were talking about that one, but yeah, Chainsaw Man. So, yeah, you can watch it on Hulu, people, which is awesome. Yeah. You can get a fucking life-size Puchita for $500, too. It looks sweet as hell. Functioning? Functioning chainsaw. (laughs) It it is not functioning, but it it looks rad. I would just buy it and be like, do I have a a, a tree to cut down in my backyard? (laughs) 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 All right. Let's uh, let the right one in. This is a, a, a new series on Showtime. I believe three episodes are out. I've watched the first two. Uh, seemingly frozen in time at the age of 12, Eleanor has lived a closed-in life, able to get out only at night, while her father does his best to provide her with the human blood she needs to stay alive. Now they've returned home to New York City, desperate to find a cure. Inspired by the acclaimed Swedish novel and film, their emotionally charged and terrifying story turns a naturalistic lens on human frailty, strength, and compassion. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's a fucking vampire. Um, so basically, you've got a, uh, a a father here who, and so far in the first two episodes, there there was a mother, and we get flashbacks of the girl with the mom, and we haven't seen, as, as far as I know, in the first two episodes, what happened with the mother. If I had to guess, I would guess that the girl fucking drained her of her blood and killed her. I I, I don't know though. But um, the the dad and the girl have been moving around from city to city because you've got a. It's kind of like a interview with the vampire. People notice that a little girl's not aging; they start to get a little freaked out. So he has to move from city to city, and she has to get reintroduced and you know everywhere that she moves to. Now they're back where they used to live before. And we've got all these different storylines going on in this one as well. Um, she lives in the same building with this younger, this younger boy whose mother is a homicide detective who's actually investigating a bunch of murders that are happening in the town, which um, you know definitely looks like it's vampire related. So they. It, I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'll pass it off to Jake. Uh, did you watch any of this, Jake? Yeah, I watched the first episode of this. I, I didn't hate or love this show. It's probably a low taste it to a taste it for me. I don't know, especially with interview with the vampire happening at the same time. Like that is just so much more superior to this. I, I thought a little bit of the acting in this was pretty lackluster. Um, I think both the kids are not very good. Um, oh, Eleanor, I think the, I think the young boy is fantastic. Do you think Isaiah's good? Yeah, I, maybe he gets better after the first episode. But they were they were really distractingly bad to me in the first episode, especially the scene where uh, she's almost going to bite him, but then decides not to. I, I thought the performances like really took away from any of the drama going on for me. Um, and this is a show that really takes itself seriously. It's not very cheeky in any way whatsoever. And I, I think it kind of falls flat a little bit for that. Like when he moves in and the homicide detective sees him like talking to the bag and everything, it, it felt like it took way too long getting the setup going when it was a lot more simple than the show 
you know, expanded it out to be, I, I'm not going to watch any more past the first episode of this. This, this didn't do much for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm at a high tasted on this one and I would like to continue watching it to be quite honest with you. I think once I, you know, and I, I liked it in the first episode, but I think I liked a little bit more of some of the reveals that were happening in the second episode. So I, it's not interview with the vampire, the series, which is an absolute Tupperware, by the way. If you're not watching that on AMC+, Plus, you should be, because it is fucking phenomenal. But uh, I, I, I like this show. I do like this show, and I, I, I will continue to watch it until it does lose me. But right now, I'm, I'm with it. Um, Wayne, what did you think? I'm right there with you. I, I put a high taste for this one. Um, I, I mean, I have, haven't yet seen the interview with the vampire show i'm like interested in seeing that as well maybe that's why i have i don't have anything to compare it to really um but this this has me intrigued like vampires like that's i'm I'm already down like and like i went into this not knowing what this was i didn't watch a trailer or nothing i was like you know so it took me a a little bit to, to figure out she was a vampire but uh i i mean like you have a dad who's not bitten and this guy's still aging and constantly you guys are on the run and i'm always like well how does he feed her and then you know they go they go through the process of how it's done yeah uh i mean there was some <laughs> you know uh you know there's there's a i'm not gonna spoil it but there there's a, a scene of somebody sitting in a chair and something shocking happens and i was like oh okay that's how it's done <laughs> yeah okay that's and i was like holy shit uh I thought I'd see you episode two, but I've only seen episode one, but I, it's actually, um, cause it was on Showtime. It's, it was free. I like the first episode was available for free. So, I mean, I was like, okay, like I'm hooked. Um, I think it might be on Paramount plus as well. Uh, I think. No, it's only on Showtime. Oh, okay. Only on Showtime. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I, I want to see the second and, and third episode. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's, it's vampires. Like, <laughs> I mean, are we? Just, is it just going to be the children? Is like, is it just going to be a child? Like the whole episode? Are we going to have any other vampire characters? Oh, we do. We do. The uh, the there, there's the there's basically there's a guy who's been working on a cure, and okay. that's another part of this story is that there's a guy who's been working on a cure for this for for the vampire, um, right. and his son is a vampire and he's been trying to treat him for years giving him experimental drugs and he's dying the 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 father is dying so he needs to pass his work on to his daughter who's also um in medical science and so he's trying to get her to take over for this they kind of have uh they have a very estranged relationship the father and the daughter and the daughter didn't even know that her brother was still alive she thought her brother had died years ago and now that's that's why they're estranged too isn't it that yeah that yeah it just sounds like he was not a good dad you know and and probably just put the work before her and and she felt like she was raising him anyway before that so yeah, now there's that whole that there's that whole other side of it where they're trying to figure out a cure for this, and then you've also got the father of Eleanor trying to find if there's a cure for this as well. I'm 
I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I, I can I can watch two vampire shows. I can watch three zombie movies. I, I yeah. it, it's just it's just a different a different entry in this kind of uh, monster genre that that I that I like. It, it, it's different than Interview with the Vampire because it's not like a period piece and and but um, it's got enough in it to to keep me coming back every week. So. Yeah, I like it quite a bit, and I was loving the I was loving the father character at first, and then things happen, and you're just yeah, like, right? you're just like, oh my god, who's the real monster here? Is it your yeah. daughter or is it you? So, but yeah, but but then it's like you know, there's there's that uh, there's that thing of like, what would you do for your child? So, yeah, it, a lot. Yeah, it's. I like it. I made a high taste it on this one. It's called Let the Right in, Let, Let the Right One In on Showtime. So check it out. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Pop, Bad Pop. All right, hey, we're back. Uh, speaking of pumpkin, do they make any pumpkin candies? Pumpkin candies. I'm not, I'm not talking about Reese's buttercups and like the pumpkin shaped Reese's. Do they make pumpkin candy? It's not like you get runts and they've got banana, orange, pumpkin. Uh, they have like pumpkin spice Kit Kats. Kit Kat has every fucking flavor under the sun. Yeah, yeah, sloppy Joe Kit Kats. Yeah, you go to Japan, they've got every fucking flavor of fucking Kit. The lemon Kit Kats are goddamn good, though. I'll tell you that much. Mm, yeah, they are. Mm, lemon Kit Kats. Fantastic. Mm, yeah, they come out around Easter here. They're so good. You know, and I'm not the biggest wafer guy, Jake. Oh, interesting. I love wafer candy. Yeah, I'm not the biggest. I'm not like I'm not I, I don't have like a like a hankering for for wafer. <laughs> <laughs> Those words have never come out of my mouth before. <laughs> I've got me a hankering for some wafers. So, Jake, do you just buy do you buy wafers like the just the wafers? I do. I do. Um, I, it's a company called Vortman makes them. I really like the uh, peanut butter ones. Peanut butter wafers like, from Vortman's. Yeah, they make they make every flavor. They have like banana cream and strawberry and you know vanilla chocolate. Yeah, they're do, good. Grocery they, stores have them. Do they make a Neapolitan wafer? I think they do. Yeah, sounds like a it sounds like something they do with a wafer, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if not, it sounds like it. But yeah, I like the Fortman ones aren't dipped in chocolate. I kind of prefer that. I'm not the biggest chocolate guy. Oh I, yeah, I I uh, once I get started with chocolate, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm more into the other kind of candies. Oh God. I know, yeah, but we've talked about this. Before. I know. Yeah, you you would you have would you eat cotton candy over chocolate? Yes, that's nasty. <laughs> I had some Dr Pepper cotton candy just a few weeks ago. It was so fucking good. It's just it's just fluffy sugar. Yeah, it is. It's just <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Wayne, are you a big, are you a big fan of the wafer? No, but you know what? Now that you guys are talking about it, I'm, I'm kind of on a hankering for a wafer. 
you ever had like a nutty bar? I would consider that in the wafer family. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I don't really get the nutty buddies. Nutty, I yeah. think I said nutty buddy sounds like a porn I watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wafer just sounds it just that that's something like you'd go, I'd go over to my grandparents' house and they'd give me RC Cola and some wafers. this is a royal crown household like seriously (laughs) diet right and rc only why can't you yeah yeah, diet right why can't you just be normal why can't we be a coke or pepsi family (laughs) rc where the fuck do you even get rc anymore ridiculous I like the generic names where they, they try to make it look like it's Mountain Dew, but they call it like Mountain Thunder or something. Or, yeah, Mountain oh, yeah, Mountain Summit. Yeah, Mountain Summit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that with the Dr. Pepper sodas, how there's like a million like different Dr. Fizz yeah. and Dr. Shasta, and I like all Dr. those. Pib. Mr. Pib. It's Mr. Pib. Mr. Oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Yeah. never got his doctorate. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's they only- did a whole American Dad episode about that, even. About Mr. Pib? Yeah, it's like I, I like where they like followed Mr. Pib around like in this van, you know, like and then I guess they tried to get his drink back as they were calling it off the market. Like it was a whole episode. It's pretty funny. But um yeah, there's there's so many of those knockoff brands, you know. Of, of especially I think Dr. Pepper probably has the most, it sounds like, at this point. That would yeah, be a, right. that would be a fun thing to collect, is just a a, a, a a worldwide collection of generic sodas. Like, you know, here's my here's my Dr Pepper knockoffs. Here's my Mountain Dew knockoffs. You know. Yeah, there's a Dr Pepper museum in Texas that collects every single knockoff of Dr Pepper ever ever made. There's and they the- have it on display. There was a Coca-Cola museum in our mall here for years. And when that opened, I was like, oh, my God, dude, you're going to go out of business. <laughs> Who the f- You don't think it, it's not there anymore? Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I thought Coke was pretty collectible. It, yeah, but it, a Coca-Cola museum in my town. Like, I, oh, okay, like yeah, who's yeah. going to fucking. Oh, God, let's. What are we doing this this week? Oh, we're going to we're going to drive halfway across the straight state. Go to that Coca-Cola museum that's in a mall. <laughs> yeah, in a mall probably didn't do it any favors. No, oh, brother. I don't even know if you. I don't even know if you could buy Coke there, Jake. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. Mm. The Watcher. Let's talk about the Watcher. I'm not talking about the card in the Snap game, Marvel Snap. <laughs> not talking about Uatu. The Watcher on Netflix, the series follows the true story of a married couple who, after moving into their dream house in Westfield, New Jersey, are harassed by letters signed by a stalker who goes by the pseudonym The Watcher. It's a mystery thriller television miniseries created by Ryan Murphy and Ian Brennan. Ryan Murphy of American Horror Story fame. Uh, It is loosely based on the 2018 article for New York's The Cut by Reeves Wiedemann. And uh, got a cast here of, a, of Naomi Watts, Bobby Cannavale, uh, Margot Martindale, Jennifer Coolidge, Richard Kind, Mia Farrow, Terry Kinney. I, my mom was like sending me 
like texts about this. Uh, the Watcher. I think anything Naomi Watts is in, my mom is watching. <laughs> I think Naomi Watts is like a mom kind of, you know what I mean? I agree completely. Yeah. So my mom likes Naomi Watts. And so she's like, ah, oh, Naomi Watts is in this, uh, The Watcher on uh, Netflix, based on a true story. And uh, what's that, Wayne? That's I didn't know it was based on a true story. Yeah, it's oh, based on. It's, it says at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. It does. I, maybe I forgot that part. Actually, wow, that's even more freakier now. Yeah, yeah. It's um, differently now. <laughs> so yeah, you got a you, you got a family. Naomi Watts and and Bobby Cannavale are, are are the parents, and they they move into this uh, uh, new house in this new neighborhood with their kids. Beautiful house, and. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't even know where to start with this one. Just it's like the neighbors are just so bizarre. They've got one neighbor who is how how would you put it? He's he's like um like an like an he's an older guy, but he's definitely like special needs, right? Like Down syndrome, I think. Yeah. Is what he has? What, I think that's what they they didn't really specify. They just said he's maybe mentally handicapped. Yeah. Okay. So, so he they have a they have like one of those old fashioned dumb waiters in this house. It's an operating dumb waiter where you know where you can, you know, put food in the dumb waiter and then it'll take it up to the second, third levels of the house and he likes to ride in the dumb waiter and and so the kid is in the house and like opens up the dumb waiter cuz he's going to put kid has a pet ferret and he's gonna put the ferret in the dumbwaiter and have him go up to the next level of the house and that guy's in there and scares him and so bobby Bobby cannavale like grabs this guy and throws him out into the yard and starts yelling at him and then this guy's is it his sister played by mia farrow is like every other person that's lived in that house has let him do that and it's just like that okay number one that's bizarre <laughs> and then number and then number two is she starts going off about like you know what are you going to do next start ripping the trees out of the ground the trees have feelings the trees you know the roots grow blah 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 she starts getting all weird and i i love bobby cannavale's sarcasm in this as he's yelling at people and you've got you know they're of course and then they get this letter from the watcher and it's very the first letter is just creepy the second letter is very threatening and you've got like a police chief who just really doesn't give a shit um and uh that that guy was that christopher mcdonald yeah christopher mcdonald yes. from from Happy Shooter Gilmore, McGavin. Shooter McGavin. But um, I don't know. I'm. I've only watched the first episode. I wanted to watch more. I was just really restricted on time this week. But I'm in. I'm in on this. I think I'm going to continue to watch it to the end. I think this is one that I that you know we're not having an episode, a new ep- We're not having a new episode next week. So I think throughout this week I'll be watching the rest of this series. But uh, so far I'm at a. I met a high tasted on this one for the first episode. So, um, yeah, Jake, tell us a little bit more about it. And then what did you think? Yeah, I've watched the first two episodes of this. I, I think the, it's a high tasted for me as well. And that, that's a great idea to kind of bang this out during the, the break next week. Um, I mean, the highlight of this show to me is Bobby Carnavale 
just like slowly losing his patience slash temper slash mind. I, I think he's delivering a bang up performance here. Um, and I'm very intrigued of the mystery of it, of it all. They've really done a good job of giving us multiple suspects of who could be the one that's writing these threatening letters and spying on them. And the show does a great job of giving you that like just creepy feeling that yes, they are being watched. They could be being watched from anywhere. Just the way it's shot, the way it's filmed, it definitely kind of like makes the hair on your arm stand up. And a few scenes in these first couple episodes, um, yeah, I really hope this show sticks to landing. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a thriller, but it's still a very easy watch. Um, Jennifer Coolidge's character is pretty interesting. Um, she seems to have been friends with Naomi Watts like a long time ago. And they I don't think they had a falling out. They just, you know, got older and stopped talking as much. And um, yeah, it seems like Coolidge has like not really been 100 percent truthful on the real estate side of things when when selling this house and is kind of caught in a little bit of a predicament there. And uh, yeah, I, I, the fact that it's based on a true story, I I haven't looked any of it up because I, I don't want to spoil the outcome. But I I definitely will be doing that after I finish the show. Like I kind of want to read one of those what they got right, what they got wrong articles that I'm sure are oh, yeah. out there. Um, but yeah, it's a high tasted for me. Um, you know, Ryan Murphy and Netflix are very much in bed right now and doing a lot of projects together. And uh, this has been one of the better ones for me. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge, she played Stifler's mom. Did you read the article where she talked about she got a lot of ass after that? Bro? I think I sent you that what? article. Yeah, maybe you sent it to me. Yeah, yeah, she was thanking that. Me I'm the movie. Interested. Yeah, yeah, she was thanking the movie people for hiring her because she got so much ass from uh, younger men from that movie. Yeah, it says uh, here it's it's uh, Entertainment Weekly. Jennifer Coolidge got a lot of sexual action after playing Stifler's mom in American Pie. Yeah, that's a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Oh, for sure. When, Go when, Jennifer Coolidge. Jesus, man. You know, I, I was I played a waiter. In a movie, Jake? <laughs> Haven't gotten Yeah, can you, can you go get me some food? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ain't getting any ass out of it, Jake. Go get me some fucking wafers. No shit. I gotta fucking show up with wafers for you. Wafers and cotton candy on a fucking silver platter. <laughs> chop, chop. Yeah. When, when am I gonna get some ass out of this? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not anytime soon. Never. Jake, believe it or not, I've not had one person recognize me on the street. Not one. Not one. Not a one. It'll 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 come. That <laughs> <laughs> not me cuz I'm not getting any action. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, the the watcher. You know what guys, I also give this a high taste it. This this show made me uncomfortable at times. Um, which I I liked it though. It's a good uncomfortable. Was it that? Um, was it the, lot... was it the sex scene between Bobby Cannavale and Naomi Watts that made you uncomfortable? Well, yeah, while the kids while the kids were still in, in the house. Yeah, no, no yeah. that one didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, there was a lot of moments that had me just going, "What the fuck?" Like so, like you said, the guy in the dumbwaiter. First of all, I was impressed by how much weight that dumbwaiter could even fucking hold. 
And then, you know, in a, a full grown ass way, you look like some guy in his 40s could fit in a dumbwaiter. Hey, Wayne, that, real quick. Uh, yeah. I played a dumbwaiter once. <laughs> and, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, like, it was a bit of a yeah jump scare, but, like, that moment had me, like, what the fuck? Like, you know, uh, there's other moments like that with, with that character that they have uh, moments that you're just like, what the fuck? And, and when we get these letters, the uh, what I think really creeped me out was the way they were read because they read them out loud and it, they had this, like, what, distorted voice so you can't tell who it is. Um, That creeped me out a bit. I mean, just thinking of... I mean, it, it, perfect title for it. Like, just think of your neighbors just knowing everything you do. Like, everything. Like, I mean, you get blackout curtains, but they still know everything you do, where you're at, all times in your house. That kind of shit freaks you out. Um, you know, you're going outside looking like, who the fuck is checking me out? Who's watching me? Uh, you know, <laughs> and it, re- security systems really over seven grand. I mean, that's ridiculous, I think, for a security system. Uh, yeah, I used to I've, sell security systems, and they're high priced, and it's all just cheap shit. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I like I only got the first episode, but like I want to watch more of this because I want to know who. And like you said, there's some shady shit going on, even with with Jennifer Coolidge's character um, being the real estate agent. Um, there's a lot of just history apparently with this this house that they bought. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you, and like another situation. Like we see in many of these things we've watched on this list, that the police don't give a fuck. Like, like you know, Shooter McGavin doesn't give a shit. Uh, he's no fucking help. Uh, all the neighbors freak me out. They're so weird. Uh, I just, I, I could totally see why uh, Dean, is, you know, his that character is just losing his fucking mind over these these notes, and you know, and they look to New Jersey. By the way, uh, you know, what you, What the fuck did you expect? I mean, were, did they say where they came from, though, exactly? I think I may have missed that part in the beginning. I have no the idea. The neighbors? No, the, the, when, the, when, the, when the, family the family moves in there. So they moved. Oh, uh, I don't know where they moved from. But, yeah, I mean, like, the it's not just, like, who the watcher is that has me intrigued. You know, it's like. So there's something a lot of other people in this town know that they're not calling this family. And it's it's the house, too. The house, as well, has, has me interested. Because, like you said, the neighbor was talking about the trees on the property. And, and they were talking about a f- certain flowers on the fence. Like, everything has meaning, you know, uh, I guess, to these neighbors. Yeah, family. didn't did, wasn't it Margot Martindale's character? Was it the arugula? Was it arugula she yeah. was talking about? Yeah, Big Mo. Yeah, <laughs> Big Mo. I thought that was a that was a funny name. Uh, yeah. What did you yeah, Richard, Richard Kind was like so whipped. He seemed like the whipped husband so much. Yeah. Yo, yeah. <laughs> what did um, did any of us rate this thing? I yeah, I, I gave, gave it a high, high taste. taste it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I gave it a high taste as well. Um, when he was like, there's a you know there's a scene where he's explaining something going on with a pet ferret. It just had me laugh. You know. About a pet ferret running into a wall. I mean, just that. I kind of giggled a little bit at that fucking because he's he's just getting so pissed off with with the neighbors and the police and nobody just fucking helping this guy. Uh, but yeah, I I'm, 
intrigued. I want to see more of this. <laughs> I want to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to finish this series. This is one that I'll. I'll, I'll I'll watch it throughout the week and and finish it finish it because I, I am intrigued. I and then yeah, Jake, you're absolutely right. Those articles are like, what's what's real? What's not real? What really happened in this? And that'll be interesting to see because you know they're it's Ryan Murphy. He's going to embellish some shit. So oh yeah, you can already kind of tell. There's no way this is how it went down. Exactly. Yeah, I'm along for the ride. Like if they wouldn't have told me this was based on a true story, I still would have given it a high taste it and felt exactly the same way I do about it. Yeah. Let's talk about Raymond and Ray. This is a new movie that dropped on Apple TV+. Plus. The reason I wanted to watch this is because of the two stars. It had Ewan McGregor and Ethan Hawke together in a movie. And I was just... I, I don't think I've ever seen those two in a movie before, so I wanted to see how the chemistry was. They play half-brothers Raymond and Ray. Reunite when their stra- estranged father dies and discover that his final wish was for them to dig his grave. Together, the process, together, the process who they've become as men both because of their father and in spite of him. Uh, it's written and directed by Rodrigo Garcia, and it stars Ewan McGregor, Ethan Hawke, Maribel Verdot, and Sophie Okanito. And, um, man, uh, yeah, this is one of those emotionally heavy movies. Like, these guys have gone through a lot of trauma growing up. And... It's you never their father is dead, but the character is very much alive in this movie. Like you're hearing stories about him. Um, You know, the two sons have their stories and how their father treated them. And they both come from different mothers. They're half brothers. And both of those women kind of had a very rough marriage. You find out that this you find out that the father has done some really, really evil shit to both of them. One of them in particular. Yes. To the point where it's basically destroyed a big chunk of his life that he'd tried to put together for himself. And so you've got these two guys that are trying to... They, they're, they're trying to work all this out. I mean, I, there's a big chunk of them that... There, there's a part of them that's just glad that this guy's fucking dead because he made them miserable there's another part that like it was their father and this is this is hard and it's and so i mean i don't this movie was really fucking deep and it had me thinking about a lot of things and about you know my family and how how i know that like when my parents die there's going to be so many things that are unresolved that i that i'll never talk to them about I'll never talk to him about and and I'm going to be dealing with not not everything like in this fucking movie, but I'm going to be dealing with a lot. God, of, I hope not. No, 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 no. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that I'm going to be dealing with once my parents, you know, both pass and and, and uh, that that that, I'll, that I've never spoken to them about and and you know, family secrets that that I know about that that I've never talk to them about it's just it's it's not comfortable and and so it made me it this movie really made me think and um it was just wild to see how other people were talking about him in such a and a lot of the time it was just like glowing about oh what a wonderful man he was and then these guys are just like oh my god he was nothing but a prick our entire life 
There's a lot of emotion in this movie. I thought both performances were great. And um, it, it was a, it was a, I, 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 it's not like I watched this and I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I can't wait to watch it again. But it stuck with me. I think both performances are t- absolute Tupperwares. And, you know, it's not one of those movies where it's like, you know, at the end of it, everything's going to be tied up in a nice little bow and we're good to go. It's like, no, this is, this is some, sometimes shit just fucking, sometimes it falls apart and sometimes you can't put people back together. I don't know. I, but I, I did like the movie quite a bit. Um, I will give it, I'll give the performances a Tupperware from both of the main leads. Um, but it's a high tasted overall. Jake, what did you think about Raymond and Ray? Yeah, I loved it. I, I, I echo a lot of what you said. Um, it was a Tupperware for me. I, the performances were so good. And, um, I mean, you and McGregor and Ethan Hawke, they're, they're two very famous people. And within 15 minutes of this movie, I had completely fallen into the fiction that these two were brothers and that they had this past and these relationships. Like I never once for a second was just thinking like, Oh, it's you and McGregor and Ethan Hawke on a road trip. Like I, I completely believed that these were living, breathing characters pretty quickly into this movie. And I thought that was a a really strong feat. Um, I thought the performance from uh, Maribel Verdu was a really standout performance as well. I, I thought she was great. Um, I, I, you know, this movie, I appreciated how they didn't just kind of dole out all the information about the things that had happened in the first 15 minutes that you kind of like they serve you a scoop of it like every like 15, 20 minutes, like one more thing that this Harris did to fuck up these two brothers lives. And, um, yeah, I just kind of liked the way they, they gave us the information. I thought, um, I didn't expect to laugh as much as I did in this movie. It's by no means a comedy, but some of the situations just become so surreal that I could not help but laugh. Um, a lot of the stuff at the uh, funeral and the actual grave digging site, I thought was definitely very intentionally funny. Um, just meeting more and more brothers and the acrobat brothers and the fact that their dad made them dig his own grave and that, you know, the preacher and how his dad switched religions every like half a year. And yeah, it was just, and that's like the tip of it, not even the tip of the iceberg. There's just so much more stuff that Harris was involved with, with messing with these, uh, these guys lives. And um, yeah, I was surprised this movie is at a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm, I'm a little bit unsure why the critics are, are kind of panning this movie. I, I thought it was very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it is really good. Um, Wayne, what'd you think about Raymond and Ray? I think Raymond and Ray are, are high tasted. I mean, the runtime was only an hour and 46 minutes, but like it was all focused in one area generally you know like the funeral like that's what i liked it didn't really go anywhere it stayed grounded uh you know the it had a lot of nice sharp dialogue and the intriguing characters i think the chemistry between raymond and ray were really good um and as they were like burying his you know grave digging his grave they were actually like uncovering like a a lot of shit like uh and and like you said like the the shit that that guy did like to these sons especially the one uh really fucked up uh but yeah like you said jake there were moments that like i i had me laugh and you know uh 
you know, there's a moment with a handgun that just came out of nowhere. It shocked me and it and made me laugh. Like I just laughed out loud. I don't th- I don't know if I was supposed to laugh, but it, I had me laughing because uh, I I just oh shit, like just caught off guard. I mean, I think he said they said he died at 67. He was like a 67 year old like horn dog. Uh, <laughs> you know, they they uncover so much about his past, uh, and I mean, it's not. Just Raymond Ray, you know, uh, there's a lot of other stuff we un- uncover for other people that were involved in that guy's life. Uh, he must have been a real horny asshole. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'll go back to watching this again. But I, I mean, I definitely recommend watching it. Definitely. Um, the, the weird things he had them do, like, you know, I mean, I think we always joke about the way we want to be buried but like in this one I, I kind of kind of chuckled at some of the requests uh you know it's just like you have all these errands and shit to do for me after i'm dead like you know and it's just like a ridiculous list have a shovel but uh yeah i would really recommend seeing this yeah I brian brought up a great point about um how it didn't wrap up in a bow either I, one of my favorite yeah, parts about yeah. this movie was that there was very much lots of things left unresolved at the end of this movie and it kind of made it feel more real life to me because of that yeah. I gave it a high taste and I think it's personal because this movie you know scenes are shot in you know funeral home and I don't know it just makes you think about death and I don't like to think about death even though I sometimes obsess thinking about it like you know i yeah now that i I think now that i think it's one of those things like once you hit middle age that you think about at least for me i think about more and more and more and and i don't want to and this movie forced me to think about it and so it it affected my rating of this movie um I, I can see that. I do that same thing for some movies. Yeah. So just for me to say, oh, I give this movie a Tupperware. Thank you so much for making me think about our mortality and the way that we're all going to die one day. And it's like, you know, it just seeing some of like these celebrities die and like some of them are like, I'm just like, oh, my God, this this guy's only 15 years older than I am. And it's like, oh, my God, like thinking, oh, it just it just I ugh. I don't I don't like thinking about it and yet I obsess over it in certain certain times. So yeah, um I thought it was interesting that the uh, that Ethan Hawke's character was a was a was a was was into jazz music. I, I like that. I thought that that was really an interesting nice little side story. Well, yeah. Well, jazz is just I think jazz. I, I don't listen to a lot of jazz, but I respect jazz for what it is. Totally. At, at times, jazz, when you listen to it, it I mean, it sounds it's awesome. It sounds amazing. And and everyone sounds like they know what you know, they know what they're doing. They know what they're playing. They're playing this harmony. It, 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 it's all harmonizing. And then there's that one moment in jazz where it's like chaos and they just go nuts and you hear sounds that you don't really always hear. And that's I felt like that's that's why that character is a jazz player, because he does have like that. There's that part of him that's kind of like broken that that's chaotic 
and he likes that. That's kind of like a release for that character, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought there was a lot of different connections like that throughout the movie, like just how that character was so um, he was it wasn't even that he was flirtatious. He just seemed like a woman magnet. And, and that definitely was like connected to the storyline and the stuff his father did as well. Yeah. I w- personal feelings aside, this movie's a Tupperware. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Ray- I get that. Yeah, Raymond and Ray on Apple TV Plus, and I mean, it's never a Should bad we break after this. Oh, sorry. No, we can break. Um, but it's never a bad thing to watch a movie with both Ethan Hawke and Ewan McGregor, two fucking amazing actors. And seeing, I'd like to see these guys do more together. I thought that they were, yeah. I thought they were really fucking good. Yeah, I agree. They put on a clinic. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, within 15 minutes, I didn't even think of them as who they were in real life. Like I was sucked into the fiction completely. I don't know how old Ethan Hawke is. He's got to be like 50, right? Yeah, I would say so. He still looks cool. Huh. Right? I saw him complaining on uh, social media just recently about how, um, Every time he goes out with his daughter now, everyone just wants to talk to his daughter and no one recognizes him anymore. <laughs> My Hawk? Yeah. <laughs> he said someone will approach them and he'll be like, um, I really don't want to deal with this when I'm out hanging with my daughter. And they'll be like, no, it's actually your daughter who we're excited to see. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> he's 51. He's 50. And he still looks cool, though. Yeah. I mean, like, and recently he, he, he did Moon Knight and, and Black Phone. So he's been busy he's always been busy he's he's, he's been pretty prolific his entire career i agree and he and and i think he's really selective on the things that he involves himself i think he likes to be challenged i think he's one of these actors that that likes to likes to do different things and likes to challenge himself as an actor he doesn't he doesn't stick in like this comfortable you know what i mean like i'm just gonna do a comfortable role like he really goes out there and uh and takes on challenging roles you know and and he he does them well you've got actors like mark Wahlberg, who i think takes on some of like the exact same challenging roles but he doesn't always land them right so i agree for every departed there's a happening yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so um all right, yeah, let's take a break. Uh, Jake, I'm, I'm assuming that the, uh, the, the noise at the house has stopped. Yes, I can drive back home. There you go. Let's get Jake back home, and uh, <laughs> then we'll, we'll pick back up here. All right, awesome. Are you? Yeah, you. Over there. With the headphones on. No, no, definitely not the guy wearing the fedora. You're not Indiana Jones. You're a cashier at Arby's. Listen, the hat doesn't make you look mysterious. It makes you look like a sad virgin. Anyway, back to Headphone Guy. Are you looking for more pop culture leftovers? I know there's times when I want more. And I want it now. 
and I say, give it to me. Give me more. Well, guess what? No, again, I'm not talking to you, Fedora guy. When I want more horsey sauce, I'll talk to you. Anyway, now you can get more pop culture leftovers. Just head over to patreon.com and join the Pop Culture Leftovers Patreon. And you'll get two more episodes every month for only $6. It's that easy. You know what else should be easy? Taking off that damn hat and getting out of your parents' basement. Join the PCL Patreon today for only $6 a month. back and uh let's see here yeah the peripheral dropped on amazon prime video in a future where technology has altered society an ambitious woman named flynn finds herself doomed at the hands of fate while trying to hold together the pieces of her broken family she discovers a secret connection to an alternative reality and her own dark future and this stars uh chloe grace moretz in the series uh gary carr jack rayner plays her brother, uh, J.J. Field, Tania Miller. Anyway, you've got it. I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. <laughs> Show, it starts in 2099, but we've got another storyline that takes place in the near future in 2032. And it's, I would like to say it's, it's very science fiction, the best comparisons I can make to what this show is, is that it's like, it's like if you take Ready Player One meets The Matrix meets that J.K. Simmons series counterpart. And that's kind of what we have here. So you've got this, this girl, Flynn, and her brother. Their mom is, is dying. She has, she has a disease and she is dying. And so in order to make money, her brother plays these virtual virtual reality games. Basically, people with money hire him to beat levels for them, level them up. And she also plays. She's 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 great at these games. It's it's like a virtual reality and you go into like a Call of Duty type of uh, game. And uh, she's she's amazing at these games as well. And so sometimes she'll sub in for him and play these games. And it's like once you're in this virtual reality world, it's like it's like Ready Player One. It's like you are there. You're able to run around and shoot and all this other shit. And he gets in the mail this device sent to him. And it's a new type of virtual reality. And they he wants he wants Flynn to play it for him. And so she agrees and she goes into this, she's kind of playing like a, she's got a, she's got a tail, this woman inside of this, like, what is like a hotel or something or like a party at a hotel? I think so. Yeah. And so she's or got a big a, mansion, big mansion. Something. Yeah. She's got a, she's basically got to follow this woman and then try to seduce this, try to seduce this woman. And it, it feels very much like, you know, a level in a game, like, okay. And, and she's got, and 
as she's playing, she's actually playing as an avatar of her brother within the game. So the character was made for him. He's supposed to be playing it. She's playing it instead. And she has to seduce this woman. And then she's given instructions. She's got like an earbud in. And someone's talking in her head, telling her what to do, giving her instructions as she's doing it. Come to find out, there's a lot more going on with with this game. It's really not a game. I'm, I'm kind of gonna. I'm gonna give you the hook here. It's like it, it's not a game. This is this is. She's basically leaping into a telepresence device in the future. So she's in 2032, but she's leaping into an an android in the future. Yeah, that's what it seemed like an android. <clears throat> and it's, yeah, that's what it is. It, 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 it she can feel pain in the game. I mean, there's a, there's there's there is uh, there's a moment where she's tortured, and now she's got people from the future sending people from the past to kill her and her brother. You've got all these different things going on in this series. And I, I, I'm two episodes in and I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I, you know, it's like you're, I, you've got, it's kind of, it's like counterpart because there, there's, there's different, there's different alternate Timelines, just like in the series counterpart, and I loved that show. Uh, I thought uh, the the concept for Ready Player One and the Matrix has just always been fascinating to me. Telepresence devices are fascinating to me. Like these th- these are things that exist now. Like you can you can actually like you know I, I have something here at my house. I've got like a little. It's like a little. Uh, uh, um, it's like a little car with a camera on it. It's got like these little treaded tires and shit. And like when I leave the house, I can connect to the internet and I can turn this thing on and I can wheel this thing around my house and talk to my cats and shit while I'm gone and see what they're up to. And telepresence, telepresence devices, like they're, they're wanting to, like the future of telepresence devices is like you'll actually be able to put on like a headset and then, you know, you can walk, you can control a device in like another country and you could like you could be at home but you could be like moving this telepresence device around with the camera like in Paris or London and all this shit and it's they were actually thinking about doing this with fucking theaters Jake where you put on the headset and you're actually in a theater like a physical yeah, theater yeah I've, I've read stuff about that as well that's yeah, wild it was so like but this just takes it to like telepresence devices. It takes it to like the next level. I'm I'm sucked in. I I, I had the invisible cars with the with the refracting cameras or whatever, however that works. I, I was just kind of blown away by the visuals that they gave us with the invisible cars. I'm two episodes in and I'm at a Tupperware. I love it. This show is this this is my jam. I fucking love this shit. So. I'm going to continue to watch. This is definitely one I'm going to stick with as well. So I'm at a Tupperware. Um, Jake, what did you think? Yeah, I love this as well. This was also a Tupperware for me. Um, Yeah, I was surprised how great this was. This also had a little bit of a total recall vibe for me as well, too. If I don't know if you like just the idea that you don't know 
which thing is actually reality or which is a game and like just playing with that. Sorry, my cat is going crazy in the background. <laughs> um, the Flynn, the naming of the character Flynn is obviously an homage to Tron, right? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Now that you bring it up, sounds like it could be. I, yeah. I, it just feels like it. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. You actually go into the game. But, I mean, the twist in this is she's not really in a game at all. Like, she's just it's seemingly in the future in the body of one of these androids, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just such a great twist. Like, it took me, like, 10 minutes after watching the episode, the first one, to kind of process exactly the beats of what happened and where we ended up. And I, I just thought it was really smart television. Um, one thing I didn't understand, I, I don't know if I missed a line of dialogue, but was there some gender issue when it came to making money off of the video games? Like, are females not allowed to do that? Um... It seemed like there was a couple lines of dialogue where her her brother inferred that she couldn't like they couldn't know that she was a girl. No, it's it's um, it's the fact that she's male and she's playing like as his character. It's I know she's better. No, no, no. Listen, listen, she's it's it's men that are paying him. And these men, the show is wanting to make a point that they're sexist and they don't want a girl to do what he's supposed to be doing. Okay. And that, that's what I thought that there was like, they actually would be mad if they found out it was a girl. Yes. Not that any of that really matters once like the main plot presents itself later on, but yeah, this show was great. It had such a great build. I thought it was really smart to kind of do an extended pilot episode. Like the rest of the episodes seemed to be around an hour, but that pilot I think was like close to 90 minutes it felt like almost like a mini movie and yeah it was very very good very good special effects uh the acting isn't phenomenal but it's it's also not bad and yeah i'm sucked into this too this is a fantastic sci-fi show yeah uh wayne what'd you think uh i put uh in the middle of the road taste it um yeah like you guys said like the matrix uh meets um uh ready player one or um total recall what what you said jake like i had all those feels in this and like being somebody who who likes to play vr and who has vr myself it just shows like maybe in the future this is what vr slowly leads up to because even now you can like wear your vr and pretend you're in a movie theater and watch movies like i watched like terminator 2 with like a bunch of people from all around the world like it was really cool like you're in a movie theater setting and i'm just sitting in my office um but, like, the whole video game aspect uh, of it was cool. And then when they were upgrading, you know, the, the headset, I guess, the gear. And, you know, he even said, like, be really careful. This is different. Uh, you feel pain in this one, which I thought was kind of cool. You know, so if you're getting your ass kicked on the other end, like, your body takes that beating on the other side. You know, you start getting a bloody nose. You see it. Just like, it, it, just like in The Matrix, right? Um, that's kind of how I got those those feelings about that. Uh, the Matrix vibes. <clears throat> uh, I yeah, I only did two episodes. I didn't know if any more came out, but I'm I'm really interested in this show. I like the the the. Stuff why they show I'm just curious, future. like why is it a taste it for you? Why? Yeah, I mean, I I don't. 
Jake and I, I loved it. We were, I, I mean, I, I can't rave about this enough. I think it's like scratching a lot of different science fiction itches for me with timelines, telepresence devices, like even an interesting way of using like drones and the reflecting invisible cars. Like this is like real technology that is being worked on. And so I'm just curious, like what in maybe the story made it a taste it's it for the, you? The, I think it might be the, the main character because I, I, when I don't really watch a lot of her stuff. And to be honest, maybe the last thing I saw was like, you know, I, I just think of her as the kick-ass girl, you know, um, kick girl. Yeah, hit girl. That's all. You know, that's how I see. It. And she has this on-off southern accent. I can't tell if she's trying with a southern accent or not. And it like it feels like it goes in and out. Um, I, maybe it's just I'm not vibing with the, the the main character. But like the rest of the, I'm very intrigued by the rest of the story. Like you know, they show a lot of cool things in the future. Like you know, she works at a 3D printing store, like a store where they just have like 3D printing like all over the place, like. You know, like, like now you hand scan ATM machines and like this. I don't know what the fuck's up with that bike she has. What was so futuristic about it, except that it had a big ass fucking headlight. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't understand that. But um, uh, there, there was a very uncomfortable scene with an eyeball, which I thought was kind of cool. It just made me uncomfortable as fuck. Uh, if anybody doesn't like you know, eyeball stuff. One of my favorite scenes in this episode was the scene where it's right after she had kidnapped, not kidnapped, but gotten the person at the party to take her home. And they're mm-hmm. in like the Johnny cab and the fight that she gets into with the Johnny cab oh, driver yeah, was yeah, that, so just... intense and brutal. And like the Foley work of like hearing those punches so fast in succession was was wild. Good knife work, too. I thought that was a really cool action sequence. I was like, how in the yeah. fuck is she going to stop this thing? It, it doesn't feel pain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was yeah, that was a, that was an awesome fight in that in that cab. Yeah, I honestly think that was like the exact moment where I was kind of just like, all right, this show is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really into it. I can't wait. I'm going to, I can't wait to finish this. Did they drop all the episodes? I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, not sure. I just saw two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They just, I guess they just, they're dropping it week to week, but. This was Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah. I, mean, like, I think Amazon Prime normally doesn't, does a week to week thing. I mean, that's just, like, the first episode. I mean, like, the second... I mean, the first one's definitely a hook. The second one, there's even more cool, futuristic stuff, you know, like like moving tattoos and, and you know, what we talk about, quantum tunneling. You know, we get, in, we get into that and you know, certain things that can become invisible and animals that used to be extinct. Like, there's all just hooks that are just, like, okay, like, I like futuristic shit, you know? Like the, it, the second episode, was, I think even better. I'm just still trying to figure out why you gave it a taste, it Wayne. I know, I know. I think it, you're like ready. Said, you're ready. Like character. what you're saying. He hates. But, he hates the. He hates the main. I mean, that's. I, yeah, okay. Sometimes yeah. I fall into that trap too. Like, right. um And I know yeah, it a could lot change of people though, out there. The next episodes. Yeah, she's. So she'll, she's she might grow on me. She's a polarizing actor. There definitely is a, a loud group of people that seem to dislike any project she's done ever since Kick-Ass. Um, I get it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. No. yeah. I'm not excusing <laughs> uh, it. Look at I, I, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bullying you, Wayne. I was just trying to figure it out. 
No, no, I get it. I get it. I you get kept it. saying all these glowing, wonderful things, and I was like, "Where's where does the taste come in?" Yeah, but I could say glowing, wonderful things about a big shit I just took too. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. That was a bad analogy. That was no. It, that 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 really hit home, Wayne. Because I'm always getting those. I'm always getting those DMs from you. Like, look at this one. <laughs> Beautiful. Look, it, look at how many nuts show up in this one. Yeah. I flush it twice. I, I should stop doing this. I do have a nut allergy. So. <laughs> uh, all quiet on the Western Front. This dropped on Netflix. Uh, when 17-year-old Paul joins the Western Front in World War One, his initial excitement is soon shattered by the grim reality of life in the trenches. It's a German epic anti-war film based on the 1929 novel of the same name by Eric Maria Remarque. It's directed by Edward Berger. Stars Daniel Bruhl, Albrecht Schuch, Sebastian Hulk, Felix Kammerer, Aaron Hilmer, Eden Hasanovic and Dr- David uh, David Strisau, and uh, yeah, it's it's long. It's two and a half hours. Um, I honestly feel like some of the things they I would have I okay. You follow this one main character Paul throughout World War One, and. He st- when he, when it's when when the war starts he's seventeen and I believe by the end of it he's nineteen so a couple of years have passed by the time from the time he joins to the time that the war ends and I don't think that the the, the movie does a great um, uh, I don't think the movie it was great at letting us know how much time passed in the war I, am I wrong here by saying that. Uh, yeah, passage of time wasn't the most clear thing. Right. They definitely didn't, like, put up dates right. very often or years or um, you kind of had to pick up on the on the context of it all. But I let that slide. Um, he he lies about his age to get into this war. And you've got all these young guys that are that are enlisting, signing up for this war. They They feel like. You know, they're going to go into war, they're going to kick ass, and they're going to be fucking heroes. They're, like, romanticizing this war. Like, it's going to be – and, like, it's a harsh reality when they get to the front lines at how how ugly war is. It's just, like, this movie – like, if I were to, to describe war in this movie in, like, three words, it's it's blood – dirt and gunpowder it's just this shows you just how ugly war is like i even think like if you watch saving private ryan you know there's a lot of like heavy scenes and death and and you get to see you know people blowing up and all these but i think even with that, it still has like that Spielberg Hollywood sheen, and this like strips it of all of of any any type of heroism. It's just it's it's just it's uh, oh god! I and I watched this on uh, on on a projector with surround sound, and so it, it felt very theatrical. Um, and you follow Paul throughout his time in the war and you follow all of the all of his friends that that enlist with him and the friends that he meets along the way. And I'm telling you, like, 
you're watching him his friends die as the movie goes on and there are scenes of um there's this one there's this there's this battle and there's these three tanks that roll up and it's like it's like oh my it's just so imposing and when the did you notice when the, the when the tanks fired how they would like shoot back a couple feet how powerful yeah. it was yeah yeah and then right in behind the fucking tanks are men with flamethrowers just torching men in the trenches it, it, how did they make how did they make that are those tanks cgi what are they doing I, I, they probably like. I know for Saving Private Ryan, they used real tanks of that time, mm. uh, and they might have done the same thing here. I don't think I they, couldn't tell. I couldn't. I don't think they're CGI. No, I don't think so either. This was. Uh, listen, I, I think that there's things like I really would have just liked to have for them to have covered Paul in this whole movie and not really given us the, the stuff with the higher ups and the generals and the, and, 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 and you could cut out a lot if you did that, if we were just following Paul, but I, I, this is, this was, this was really good. This is a Tupperware. Um, you could definitely trim this movie down a little bit, but as soon as they got to those battles and like, even just some of the, smaller scenes with uh you know the guys running into, into a farm and stealing a duck and eating the duck and hmm. and um oh god yeah i this was uh i i i wouldn't watch it immediately again but this is something i would watch again it's it's just fascinating because it just feels you know it's it, we see a lot of world war 2 movies you know 1917 is another World War One movie, and I still think that still has like even though, even though that has blood and I it just I don't think that it depicted war the way this fucking this movie showed the truth of how ugly war is. Right, I and, agree and with 1917 that. was like what I really liked about that one was it was all in one shot. I mean that's yeah, it had it had better really cinematography. Unique. Yeah, yeah, it was very unique for that, but. I'm giving this a Tupperware because it really does its job for what – this is a very anti-war movie. This shows you how ugly war is. And I I mean just scenes of you know two men stabbing each other repeatedly and you know that they're just doing what they have to do. Like if, if – honestly, if you could get like some of these guys on opposing sides together in the same room, they'd probably have a drink and get along. But this is just – they're fighting a war for somebody, you know, that's telling them to. And it just shows how ugly war is. I think it's a powerful fucking movie. And, it, yeah, it's definitely hard to watch at certain times. And, but, man, um, I think it's a powerful fucking movie. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know why Daniel Bruhl was in this movie, but he was. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give it a Tupperware. It, it, it's probably something that I would watch again. Um, but I think it, the best way to watch it would probably be with a Wayne. You sent me a message. Watch this on the, with the with with surround sound, and I, that's the way that I watched yeah. it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I Wayne, what did you think? Ah, uh, dude, absolute tough for me. I mean, this like the, not with like 
the first like five minutes, that's when I messaged you. I was like, surround sound, you need it. Like it shook my whole living room. And it honestly, like, I was fine with the runtime. I like these kind of war movies. And um, I mean, Jesus, we saw it. What was cool is we saw it from the other side. We're not seeing it from the American side or, you know what I mean? Like, we're not seeing it from, like, the good guys. We're, like, we're seeing it from the Germans. It's it's weird how, you know, and when I started the movie, actually, you know, that opening scene with, with uh, um, you know, they're all crowded there, getting ready, getting all hyped up with this speech. I I put it in German. Like it was in German and uh, it had the uh, the subtitles, but they, I also saw they had the British. Was it British English? Um, but yeah, I preferred to watch in German. I don't know how you guys watched it. What I, I watched it with the the British. Okay. Yeah. I watched but, it um, dubbed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I could honestly, I could probably watch it either way. I mean, like, uh, the only like character out of the whole thing that I recognize is like I pointed at the screen. I was like. Zemo. There's Zemo, of course. Uh, Daniel Brule. 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 Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he didn't play. I wish he would play maybe a bigger part in this. Or, uh, but um, the music was really good in this. Um, they would play this uh, one like I don't know. It sounded like a. It almost reminded me of Tron a little bit. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they would play it very often, uh, and the the whole music for this was really good. Uh, and they're showing like how brutal war fucking is. Like even like to the point where um, you know, when you're taking gear off of dead men and and sewing it and cleaning it and where that uniform goes, it goes right back. It gets recycled right back into action. You know, a guy thinks that he's getting a brand new uniform. He's like, no, this. Somebody probably died in this uniform already. You know, uh, it, it shows the importance of gas mask and and especially wearing a fucking helmet. Like wearing a helmet is so important. And and, and who knew? Like you know, just in the first maybe maybe it was like the first hour. Like uh, we see a pair of glasses and how that plays a role later. You know. And it plays a kind of like a, a heavy scene, uh, you know. This guy like lied about his age to get in, and I I think he kind of regretted it, you know. Uh, I, there's a lot of fucking caskets in this movie, a lot of caskets. Uh, oh, I I just have so much about this. Uh, uh, you know, like you said about the tanks, the tanks are rolling through to see what damage. You know how scary it is to have a tank rolling over top of you, not knowing if it's gonna like fall down and smash you and run over they you. They like, literally nothing. show a guy get run over they, by a tank and yeah, squashed yeah. like yeah, yeah. a fucking grape, but, like a grape. You know, like, like just you like, watch the guts fly out of this guy. Yeah, like like you know these tanks are coming, and it's like, do you run or do you stay and wait it out? And you see like rats, just hundreds of rats just running away, like. Because they know what's coming, you know they know it's 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 bad. Uh, Even even when it's at the the way it ended, it's 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 awful. But that's how war is. That's that's how war is. It's so silly, you know. It's it's (laughs) 
Uh, That's what I appreciate you know, about this movie is it like it does not glamorize war. It no, this is just no. like a, a, an honest kind of like brutal telling yeah, and of like, this war. So being, being somebody in enemy territory trying to find food, like you said, like stealing from farmers and stuff, like you have to do what you have to do. Like you know, like the way they would like eat when they did find food, it was kind of like savage almost. But at the same time, it's like. You like how long? Who knows how long till these guys will get food again, or how long it's been since they've last had food? You know, uh, you know, even like oh, you know, like even to the point where like you break an egg in like your pockets, like no, just like let's just put it in a cup and drink it, like as is. Like you don't even want to cook it, like no, like you need the nutrients, like you need it because you don't know when you're gonna find fucking food again. But Jake, yeah. I want to know what you thought about the movie. Yeah, this was I'm out of breath just like thinking about this movie. I th- this was the best thing we watched this week. I thought this was definitely a Tupperware. Uh, I mean, it's it was just insane. It was it was shocking. It was horrific. It was tragic. And I mean, I I didn't have a problem with the link myself. I actually thought the the stuff with the uh, the generals and the higher ups was some of the most powerful stuff. Not only was a a little bit of a a break from all the just extreme war stuff going on. But some of the messages there really drove home to me watching this movie, like just all those lives that were piled up mm-hmm. at one yeah. point, just over like whether or not you could say something politely enough to the, you know, French ambassador. Like it was just such a dick waving contest for them. But in the, in the meantime, we're just stacking up our youth like in the fields and recycling their their uniforms. They said and I, by the time the the war ended, the seventeen million, you know, the, the, I, I was staggered by that number. Yeah, just absolutely staggered, and I, I it, it giving me goosebumps just thinking about this movie and talking about this movie. I man, I the scene where like you're following Paul through most of it, and the scene where you realize that like. He has absolutely no training and he's just learning on the fly when he's in the trenches and all fucking shit is cutting loose. And the general is right, right then and there, like telling him what he should do. It's like, what is it? Shoot, cover, run, shoot, cover, run. Like, here's the strategy right now. Like they had no time to even talk about the strategy of how they were not going to die until they were right then and there actually, you know, fighting for their country. And I, man, it just, it was a really harrowing movie and the special effects were just out of this world. Like I would give anything to watch like an hour long making of about this movie. Like, man, one thing I miss about the age of Blu-rays and DVDs is just all those incredible special features. And I, gosh, I just really want to know how they did so much of this stuff. Like, that whole tag sequence was insane. Um, all the stuff in the trenches, the explosions, just wow. Yeah, this was such a good movie with, you know, such a powerful message. And uh, it shook me to my core. I watched I, you guys talk about all the fancy ways you watch this movie. I watched this movie on my iPhone. And I mean, what? I'm sure you guys saw it better. But I was just like sucked in in like a whole nother world watching this movie. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta feel it though. Like, what, I mean, like he's those tanks rolling through. Like, just I just do I do have over. I do have iPod Pros, and it's pretty insane. The sound, my sound quality is not an issue, but I'm watching it on a very tiny screen. My sound quality is very good. 
but us just talking about it, I kind of, I just want to watch it. I think I might watch it again, like this week, because I, I, out of everything this week, this is the best thing that's on the yeah. list. I, there's so many, like I've seen so many World War One and World War Two movies, and this movie just had so many moments that I'd never seen in those movies. I thought the scene with what happened to all the soldiers with the gas masks was one of the most powerful and shocking scenes. I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah, and to just think, like, and that goes back to what I was saying was we're just we're just sending these people out there in waves to die without even giving them like the basic knowledge of survival to go out there. Well, World that- War One was just notorious for like chemical warfare. Um, I mean, and it, 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 it yeah, yeah, it's it, chemical. I just never <sighs> seen the bodies piled up like that. Mm-hmm. And then the way, like it was kind of a whole sequence where they were out like hunting down this platoon that was supposed to arrive and give them support and just, Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe it. I loved the bookend of having the um, the goose scene and then the egg scene later on with the the robbing the farm. I thought those scenes were both brilliant. And I, I thought the ending of this movie was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this is a Tupperware. Everybody should watch this. If you if you can watch it on the biggest screen possible with the surround sound on, that's the way to watch it. But it's you know, it's 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 not gonna leave you like feeling it's a different it's just different like saving private ryan's different like you can still find some like some like good at the end of that movie like you know something good happens you know and and at the end of this one you're just you're just thinking about how much life was lost how much waste wasted how many lives were just wasted in this war yeah over posturing yeah yeah you're absolutely right about those scenes that i kind of like shit on like I think it really does come together quite a bit at the end, too, with, like, the big speech that he's giving the men, like, as they're waiting for the war to wind down, just like, oh. Oh, yeah, that scene was insane. Yeah. The reactions. Yeah. Yeah. I really did need the the breathing time. I I, I cannot lie. Like, it couldn't have been just – it might have been too much for me if it was just 90 minutes to two hours of nonstop of the war scenes. Yeah, yeah. And and even though those scenes weren't graphic violence, they were some of the most, like – jaw-dropping scenes in the movie for me as well yeah let's uh let's talk about uh guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities uh season one dropped on netflix i guess this is an anthology series with a bunch of different kind of like uh, you know what do you think is it is it horror kind of stuff jake is it all horror stuff i i don't yeah watch. yeah yeah it's, I, I i watched two of them i watched the fr- i watched Two episodes. I watched the Tim Blake Nelson. I watched one episode, excuse me, the Tim Blake Nelson episode, Lot 36. That's the only one I got to see. Okay. Me too. I liked it. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun enough. Yeah. I liked it. You watched two, Jake? What did you think about? I, I, I liked the first one better than the second one. But, I mean, that's what you're going to get when you get an anthology series. Uh, this reminds me a lot of like early Stephen King short stories from like Night Shift and Skeleton Crew, where in a lot of those stories, the main character that you follow is not a very rootable character. Uh, I, you guys watched just the first episode. I mean, that character right there is like karma's a bitch. Yeah, extremely racist and not the <laughs> most loving character. And um, oh. yeah, and he's your he's your main. So like that's a weird thing to get past, but. 
always something horrific is going to kind of happen to the to these people and it's the fun of like what is going to happen to them and it's honestly a little bit of the same kind of thing in the next episode but just a little bit of a different scenario um yeah this is fun enough i i would have a hard time watching more than one or two of these in a row this would be an impossible show for me to binge just because i don't know i've always felt that way about anthology shows i always have to dip in and dip out and dip in and dip out all right it just gets kind of stale for me and i think this one's kind of a worst offender on that because at least with the first two the stories were very very similar the the one that I can binge like it's nobody's fucking business, and I, I bet I can guess it. Love so death, love death and uh, robots. Yeah, nope. that was gonna oh, be my yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, and I absolutely I binge that one as well too. I those are so short though. Most anthology yeah. shows are like a half an hour, yeah. an hour long format. That one wins the day by being like anywhere from five minutes to thirty minutes. That that's that's my point. Like that's the exception, right? You know, yeah. it's yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. I, I'd give this a middle of the road taste it though. I wanted to like it a lot more than I did, but I I did like it. Yeah, I'm gonna taste it as well on this one. Yeah, the f- first one deals with yeah, like you're following this racist asshole. There's a uh, like a storage unit and and uh, <laughs> like Pawn Stars. Basically, they did a storage yeah. <laughs> st- yeah, like storage storage world. Storage Worlds meets what uh, Stranger Things, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it was, a bitch. it was fun. It was it was fun enough. It was fun enough, and and uh, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if I'll get back to this to this show, but um, it's 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 a taste it for me. Wayne, what you, what did you think? A taste it for me too, because I, I mean I, I did enjoy this first episode, but because um, that's the only one I've seen. But like, who knows? Like the next. Few I, I might not like, but I'm gonna I might go back to this again. It, but 60 minutes is a good runtime. Yeah, I mean, like Love, Death, and Robots. I think with being them so short, like I love to just binge right through it. But like, I don't think I can binge through like another hour of this. You know, like maybe I'll watch another episode in a few days. But but that that's that's what's nice about it. You can just chip away at it slowly. And you know, if all these short stories, um. You know, there is no good guy at the end. These are all people getting their comeuppance. And, you know, if that's the pattern, then I'm okay with that. Uh, uh, I, I I like the whole, uh, you know, the, that first episode, you know, um, you know, this guy finds a, a weird a table and he meets Agatha. Um, I, Agatha just, uh, she, she had me laughing that she was using like an old style roto phone. I don't know if anybody caught that. It's just like a really, really old phone. She's, and this, I thought this was like more. This is very modern day, right? Uh I don't. I don't know if they they're really. I think they're, I think they're ambiguous about like when it takes period? place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the second episode's only about thirty-five minutes. By the way, I think they're kind of really? all over the place. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, and, well, and thank cool. God because it's definitely the lesser of the two episodes. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't know if I hear through the grapevine that there's like a standout episode of this series, I'd probably dip in and watch this just that episode, you know, maybe on Halloween or something. But I, I haven't really heard any buzz where there's like, you know, the San Jupiter of this series so far. So. San Junipero. I so, would my bad. I would say that Black Mirror is another one of those anthology shows that I could just tear through. I I love Black Mirror. It is. I mean, I ha- I haven't started that, but like I'm very. I hear more and more about it, 
and I, I'm thinking about starting it. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It, it is an incredible fucking show. So highly recommend Black Mirror. Let's talk about the last thing in Good Pop, Bad Pop. Run, Sweetheart, Run on Amazon Prime Video. After what begins as dinner with a client, a single mom finds herself hunted by a monstrous and seemingly unstoppable assailant. It's a horror thr- thriller film directed by Shauna Fest uh, from a screenplay by Fest and Keith Joseph Adkins and Kelly Terrell. The film stars Ella Belinsky. I can't pronounce this guy's name. I'll try my best. He's from Game of Thrones. Palu Esbeck. Uh, Clark Gregg. Um, Amal Amin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, this woman double books her boss he's supposed to go to an anniversary dinner and she booked him for a meeting with a client she doesn't feel like she did it but she's willing to basically bite the bullet and take the client out while he enjoys his anniversary with his wife they're having a good time her and the client And then he invites her in. She says, fuck it, goes in. Moments later, she comes out of the house bloody, you know, kind of kind of beaten and running away from this guy. And the entire night is about her trying to survive after this guy is coming after her with moments of the screen throwing up the letter, you know, the word run on the screen. And those are moments when she runs. And um, I, <laughs> Jake, I'm I, sorry. I fucking, <laughs> you're fine. I, I, I was saying it. I fucking hated this fucking movie. This movie was so fucking terrible. It is, it is, it is preachy and shitty. And the character makes dumb fucking decisions, like instead of going home, she fucking goes to her boss's house, and other stupid fucking decisions. And I, I don't have a lot of good to say about this movie. I like, you know what? I like a movie that has a message, but it doesn't fucking like ram it down your. Fucking in, in your in you know down your throat, and this movie was just like overtly just saying something, and I don't know. I'm I'm just getting <laughs> I fucking hated this movie. Yeah, dude, I hated this movie too, and that's why I was laughing so hard when you were making fun of the run shit. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen a movie that thought it was better than it really was, like this movie. Like I, I this movie really fancies itself. That it's like this really artistic take on like the horror movie chase genre. But yeah, it was a giant sack of shit. And um, the run stuff makes no sense. If you're going to do it throughout the movie, like they missed like five of them, right? I was like, well, there's a moment where she had to take off and run. Why didn't we give her the run caption right there? Like at first I thought maybe they were going to do the title of the movie slowly, but then they did more runs than were in the title of the movie. And so that was incredibly stupid. Um, Yeah, this movie, she made a ton of bad decisions. It was overly preachy. It was like an hour and 40 minutes long, and it felt like it was three hours long. I was like watching like the Dune of fucking shitty chase slasher movies. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like 
what happened to her in that first scene? Like, I thought that was like incredibly weird. Like, were they trying to make it funny? Like the noises that were happening? Like, was it like, was it like a rape scene that was happening in there? Was she, she says she was attacked. That's it. Yeah. It was very weird. There was a very strange grouping of noises that happened before the door opened. And And it wasn't that long. And there were, there were like, there were dogs barking as well, which dogs barking as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he hated dogs, and that was the stupidest shit ever. Yeah. Yeah, what and, the fuck uh, was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever. Oh, my favorite My make- favorite scene was when she fucking threw a tampon like a grenade at the back of that truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, everyone, everyone she's ever known in her entire life that she had a chance encounter with got killed because of her poor decisions throughout this movie. No shit. <laughs> like if you were this girl's paper boy, you're you were gonna die because of dumb decisions this lady was gonna make. Yeah, no shit. Like God forbid she goes to Starbucks and has a the same barista because that guy's fucking dead. It's just, oh boy, yeah, yeah. This this was terrible. This was the worst thing we watched this week. It it took itself way too seriously. Yeah, and um, ugh. this made me. The first thing I said after I watched this was I was too hard on Bar- Barbarian. <laughs> Barbarian's a, a fucking masterpiece. I love that movie. Yeah, anyway. On the curve of this movie and that movie, it's yeah, it's Citizen Kane. I mean, no, it's it's like that. I don't know. There's a camp that loves that movie. I'm in that camp. Oh, I, oh, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not shitting on Barbarian. I, I get it. I I've kind of grown to respect it more, even thinking about it. Like I still don't love it, but yeah, it's definitely like a million leagues ahead of what's going on here it's like the it's like the people that it's like the writers of this movie wanted to get this message across but they didn't know how to get that message across to people in a subtle way to where it still hit they just had to basically like spell it out for you and it's like we're not stupid i don't know if that makes yeah, any sense i thought it was very low budget too i I agree with, with, with what you're saying about the message. Like it was just so overt with what was happening, and right. Yeah, and it, it's it's one of those messages that like we get it. It's a good message. Yeah, like is it? Do we need to beat this drum? Are there people out there that don't get this? It, it, yeah, it, it 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 constantly beats you over the head with the message, treating you like you're stupid and you're not understanding the film. When in all actuality, you know exactly what's going on. You don't have to keep reiterating it. Like we're fucking stupid. It's like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I think even the casual, the most casual of moviegoers and movie watchers would get the point. Oh, I agree. I agree. <sighs> Bad special effects too. The all the blood effects look terrible. Anytime anything exciting was happening, it was happening off camera because they couldn't afford to show you what mm-hmm. something looked like and um by the time you got to the final burning you understood why they couldn't show you anything else because yeah. anytime they tried to do anything involving special effects in this movie it was an absolute bust i think there's a good movie in here somewhere but we didn't mm, we didn't get be, it I, I think this genre can produce good movies i think i i i think that the I think there's a way to do this movie to make it a lot better. 
Like someone, yeah, just, it's someone like just recasting someone being relentlessly chased throughout a night and having to survive the night, you know, a, a, a night of survival. I've seen, you know, like, um, c- completely different movie, but a movie that I loved when I was younger was judgment night. You know, it's yeah, just like that movie too. It's like watching those guys try to survive that night. Are they going to make it through the night? And, you know, I, I really didn't care by the end of this one. Uh, what was wait. that? What was that one movie that came out with Emma Roberts where they had to do the things that like their wristbands were telling them? And that was a little bit of a better take of this genre too. Yeah, I can't remember um, that movie. It just had a generic name. Yeah. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the same genre here. I, I thought the main bad guy, the, the lead was was not offensive in any way, but the main bad guy was terrible. There's no better movie here until you do better casting on the on the main villain. He was not good. Like he was just so vanilla, so boring. Yeah, I would have preferred overacting to the absolute bland nothingness that he delivered. Yeah. Wayne, it'd be awesome if Wayne Tupperware's this thing. Um, I hope he does. Hey, dude, uh, this, this is a great movie. What are you yeah. talking about? No, uh, no, this this is an absolute toss it. Uh, this was, you could say that this w- was maybe like a period piece. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, had a, it had a heavy flow. Uh, yeah. But um, it it was, I like, maybe, I, I have to say maybe like an hour in, I thought it was a completely different fucking movie until somebody lost their fucking head and then i was like oh it's one of these movies so i i was kind of into it for a bit and until that hour hit uh uh and then it just got it just got fucking ridiculous between the 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 fucking scene with her with bleach i mean and and the the budget on this was low but i bet the budget was high for fucking blood and tampons this whole movie like uh, like, like maybe a tampon should have sponsored this fucking movie. I mean, that's all. That's all I saw in this fucking movie. I mean, I, I openly laughed at at the the end with the the music from Suicide Squad. I saw it of Harley Quinn. The "You Don't Own Me" and the the bringing out of the tampon. Like, I I just laughed. Like, this movie's fucking ridiculous. Like, it's so fucking. Fair. I didn't understand the dog thing either. Like you guys said, like what the fuck was up with that? Um, the only good thing I can say about this movie is there was a nice Corvette in it because I also own a C4 Corvette. So that, that was the only nice thing. I was like, ooh. So that was the only payoff for me. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I Like you said, she never went home. This, you know, um, she has a, a kid in this. And I feel like you could just written the kid out of this movie entirely. I yeah, what's, the, what's the point? I, I kept waiting <laughs> for there to be a threat towards the kid. It felt like that was like a built <laughs> the only in threat is like she has to pay the fucking babysitter extra. You know that was it. I mean, yeah, uh, there was this wild moment seventy five percent into this movie too, where all of a sudden the movie seemed to seemed to give a shit about telling us a bunch of mythology about the thing that was chasing her, and I thought that came out of left field and was extremely boring too. It was like we're talking to the first all- lady about angels and demons, and it's like I do not give a shit. Like he's then, chasing her. Go what ahead. the fuck is up with everybody getting in karate geese? Like I didn't. I was like I thought I was watching fucking Cobra Kai for a second. Like I was like, what the fuck? I didn't understand that scene either. That was dumb as fuck. I didn't understand. Yeah, the karate gi thing. That was so stupid. Yeah. I thought that they were like I don't know. It's like. Uh, 
I thought Kill Bill. I thought of Kill I was Bill thinking Kill Bill as well, and I was like, "Why is this just a? Are you just paying homage to Tarantino in this movie, or what the fuck is going on? This is it was terrible. This movie was absolute garbage. I honestly, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I watched the trailer for this, and it, that's the reason I put this on the list. Is because I was like, "Oh my god, a survival movie." A woman, a, a woman trying to survive the night after this guy is, you know, just ha- like he will not stop. You know, it like because, you know, that's that's basically like the first Terminator movie watching Sarah Connor run away from the, the Terminator and saying I brought up Judgment Night. I, you know, there's something about those kind of movies where it's it's it's, it's survival. Somebody trying to survive the night and I was like, man, this is going to be really good. This looks really good in the trailer. And then the the movie is a completely different experience. Like, wow, did you guys fucking, you guys, you tricked me. Fuck you. Jeez, it's terrible. I will never watch this again. I will never recommend anyone watch, anybody watch this. Yeah, avoid at all costs. Avoid at all costs. Let's show, you guys ready to jump into the news? Oh, yeah. Yes, can we can we break before news? How many how many breaks are we going to take? Well, hey, this is, is only the, this is only the second one I've asked for. I know, but it was, this, this should be the last one unless you have like eight thousand news stories. Seven thousand to seven thousand. Oh yeah, that's fine. All right, we'll take one more break. Making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Takes a bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon back after yet another break i really enjoyed that one i appreciate it is that a good one for you jake that was the best yet i've been drinking a lot of beer so i too appreciated it oh man i need to i i i have uh over the jake i've only drank twice i think in the last year Isn't that yeah. crazy? was i there the two times was that or was that just one time that was just one time okay yeah Anyway, let's jump into the pop culture leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. Right now, Jake, I'm drinking an electrolyte solution. Oh, those are expensive. Uh, Aren't they? Yeah, well, how much do you think an electrolyte solution is? Like four or five bucks. <laughs> That's expensive? <laughs> For one drink. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's not like i'm like drinking the whole thing in one night you know i'm just i'm okay drinking a few sips in this fucking thing you know what flavor you got grape oh, i love grape anything no, him, grape ape all he said was grape ape that's all he said was his fucking name right yeah i'm pretty sure he wasn't like jabberjaw who just wouldn't shut the fuck up yeah 
Oh God, that what a I, the, the fucking Three Stooges estate should have fucking sued them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like the whole—I mean, I know it's also Hanna Barbera, but they just recycled that Scooby Doo thing like to the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> News. <laughs> Scooby Doo's been recycled to the ground. Uh, this is wild. In a highly, uh, this comes from Dark, Dark Horizons. In a highly unexpected turn of events, the Hunger Games star Liam Hemsworth uh, will replace Henry Cavill in the role of Geralt for the fourth season of Netflix's The Witcher. I, I watched the first season of The Witcher and I loved it. I have not watched the the second season, but. Uh, I've heard I've heard polarizing things about the second season. I uh, Joe Stark watched it, loved it, and uh, so I, I want to get back to it. I fucking that first season was fucking tremendous. I want to get back to it, but my, this this kind of puts a puts a damper on that. Knowing that once I get the f- season four, I've I've got to follow Liam Hemsworth, Hemsworth now, like the lesser of the the Hemsworths. He's like, well, he's like the middle. I'd say he's the middle, mm. you know. Cause, no, actually, I see. The, I I like his other brother from Westworld better than Liam. <laughs> I put yeah, I put him over fucking Liam. What's his name? I, I forget. I can't remember his Larry. Larry Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? No, I think it's. I was trying to Google it, and my laugh made my finger skip. I think it's. Is it Troy? Luke. Luke Hemsworth. I like Luke Hemsworth more than Liam. I like Larry. <laughs> yeah, I like the non-existent Larry better than Liam. Larry Hemsworth. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> no, I, I. You know. It, yeah. Yeah, I could see how that would put a damper on it. Um, it seemed like Cavill was very passionate about this role and about this job too. So yeah. it kind of came as a surprise. Like I kind of thought in some ways it maybe was a bit of a passion project for him to even be doing this like Netflix video game series at all in the first place. So um, yeah, I'm surprised that he wouldn't see it through. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to jump back on. I don't, I don't. Wow. So the re the recasting you're done. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I, I don't, I don't think Liam's, Liam Hensworth can, can hold it like, like Cavill did. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's just like, you know, we were talking about the, you know, uh, uh, so uh, here we go. Henry Cavill is Mountain Dew and Liam Hemsworth is <laughs> Mountain Summit, right? So for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that I mean, that's exactly. I don't. I don't want it, to. It's definitely a big down. It's more than one step down the stairs for sure. Right. I, I don't want to follow RC Cola for the fourth season. So <laughs> I think I'm. You know what I mean? I think I'm fucking out. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the first and second season uh, of The Witcher. Like the only complaint I think I had about that was like um the the time skips. Um, I I was like unaware of like oh we're in a different time now. This is this has happened prior. This, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like they weren't really clear on that when they did that, and it kind of confused me a little. But I, I still enjoyed the second season too. Um, but this recasting, I mean, I think I might still give it a try. 
and if I'm if I like it, then I'll stay. I mean, for the benefit of the rest of the cast. I mean, and the storyline itself. But I mean, if you haven't seen the first and second one, maybe just, or you know, maybe just watch those and stop there. I mean, if they got oh, if yeah. they got Chris, if they got Chris yeah. Hemsworth, it's a different story. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, that's true. It's not a bad idea. It's Liam. It's like it's like it's like it's like going. It's, it's like it's like uh, you know. I don't know. Like if they came out with a with a Boogie Nights two, but it was it was the the one that makes hamburgers, not Mark. You know, the the Wahlburgers brother, Donnie. Donnie's Donnie's the new kid. Oh, Donnie's the new, and kid. he's a he's a good fucking actor too, Jake. Oh yeah. I'd I, yeah, I'd watch I'd watch Boogie Nights. I'd be fucked up, Donnie Wahlberg Witcher. I'd watch Donnie Wahlberg as the <laughs> as Geralt. <laughs> Donnie was the bad boy in the New Kids, Jake. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's the bad boy. He's he rapped, I think, sometimes. Oh, that's how you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think I'm out on the Witcher. I don't even think I don't. I don't even think I want to. I don't even think I want to watch season two now, knowing where it's going to go. It's going to be Liam. Let someone else do your dirty work for you. You know, let Joe Stark watch you know, season I, four. I was just about to say, sacrifice Joe Stark. He'll he'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> let me know how Liam did. Anyway, what do we got? What are the news we got? Yeah, it's uh, Cavill's. Uh, Cavill's just too busy. He says, my journey as Geralt has been filled with both monsters and adventures, and alas, I will be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four. Guy's just too busy. He's getting cast in everything. He's coming back as Superman now. Doing some Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, Guy Ritchie movie. Man. Yeah, he's busy. He's a busy guy. <sighs> More news from Dark Horizons. James Cameron's first Avatar, The Way of the Water, is set to boast a suitably epic runtime. Did you see this news? Uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> the first of four planned Avatar sequels is reportedly set to clock in at 190 minutes long. Uh, three hours and ten minutes. Just shy of half an hour longer than the 161-minute original. And just four minutes shorter than Cameron's own 194-minute long Titanic. What in the fuck? Avatar 2 is going to be longer than Avatar 1. I can't believe it. I was hoping it wasn't going to be true. Three hours and ten minutes, though, dude. I know. And we've already heard him talk about how, you know, bathroom breaks are for pussies. Like, he had that quote, like, a few months back where he was like, if you got to go to the bathroom, get up and go to the bathroom and just miss that part of the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. They ought to have something for the movie theaters where you can, like, pee discreetly in your seat. Yeah, it's it's called Gatorade bottles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, like... In the recycling bin outside. Have you seen... What is it? I don't know what it's called. It's it's like the, the, the... potty putter or whatever the fuck it is. It's like... It looks like... It's like for guys that are out golfing and they're far away from, like, a bathroom or, like, you know... And it's a... It's a... It's a putter and you untwist the top... And you just piss in it. I feel like the sound of that filling up would fill up very quickly, and it'd make me panic. 
you know what I mean? Like that panicking moment right before you know it's going to overflow, but you can't stop. You got to pinch it off. How often are you peeing into bottles? The landscaper. <laughs> oh, yeah. If there's no tree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if there's no tree that, that I can get to, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, now we're just talking. Avatar 2. Yeah, yeah Avatar 2. Uh, I'd rather talk so, uh, about piss bottles than Avatar 2. <laughs> but, uh, what was it? This is $250 million budget, too. I mean, I guess 190 minutes checks out. Uh, that, that is fucking long. It's just a, it's just not, it's a long time for anybody to sit through a movie. They're asking a yeah. lot of us. It's that's a long time. Like, did they, have, they didn't have an intermission? Didn't they, they have an intermission uh, in the theater for the first one? No, 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 no. Like, I what's the last movie that had an intermission? Was it JFK? Uh, for me and you, it was Hateful Eight. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, they, they don't. They, I mean, that's really not a thing. You just don't make a three-hour and ten-minute movie. Then it's I don't. I mean, that's yeah. Just, make the hard cuts, James Cameron. I know you. You don't understand what that means. Oh, it's but, three hours and ten minutes. I'm not oh seriously. Extended. Like, there's gonna be extended edition. You know, at some point, right? This is a. I, I honestly like for as for as amazing as these movies are in 3D. It really is. It's an experience to see these in 3D. I just can't see this getting the repeat viewings out of me just based on the three hours. Like that's like that's a huge chunk of your fucking day gone. First off, I yeah, gotta, we we have lives. That that's a lot. Yeah, with this being a different, a longer runtime, which that would that, like you said, that might totally affect how many people come into the theaters to see this. And this is still coming out this year. So, do you think that this won't be able to beat Top Gun? This is not beating Top Gun this year in the box. I, 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 it's Top Gun's going to win overall this year. You think? I mean, it's com- this is coming out of the There's end of the year. There's still Wakanda so. Forever coming. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. 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 What's top? What is Top Gun at right now on Box Office Mojo? I don't know. I don't even know. This is Avatar Two is going to make a billion easy. Oh yeah, I agree. The, the question is: Is it going to get close to two? Like that's the big question, and I want it to flop so hard. It's not. One point you're you're out of your mind if you think it's going to flop. People are out of their minds if they think Avatar Two is going to flop. It is not going to flop. I can promise. I didn't say I think it's going to flop. I said I want it to flop. (laughs) It won't. It won't flop. But it won't. Yeah, it won't. It'll definitely make a billion. But I don't think it's going to beat Top Gun. Top Gun's at one point, uh, almost one point five. Yeah, it could beat Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun's still in the theaters. Like, yeah. It's still in the theaters. Sure. I mean, like, I want to go and see Top Gun again. Listen. How long is Avatar going to stay in the theaters? It's going to have the 3D upcharge. It it's going to have the 3D upcharge, man. It's I, I mean, That 3D upcharge is going to it's going to help it out quite a bit. And they're, I'm telling you, it is, it's not going to be... I don't think it'll be Top Gun Maverick domestically, but internationally, this movie is huge. This, If it does get a release in China, it's huge in China. And China... They're not... A Chinese, and the Chinese theaters, 80% of Chinese theaters are 3D equipped. Mm-hmm. They love... The, the, 
the Chinese well, this, movie. This is go- what they built those things for. I mean, Chi- yes. Chinese moviegoers love to watch 3D. This movie's huge in China, and that's a big market, Wayne. Like, think about three. What is it? Three billion people. Right, but that's a how. I mean, like, how popular? When's the last 3D movie you saw? How big is 3D still? It doesn't matter. This, yeah, it doesn't matter. It It'll doesn't big, matter, it, Wayne. 3D wasn't big before Avatar One. Avatar right. One is what because like 3D. that's that's how they they got the, those numbers through the first one is that pricing for 3D yes so much higher and then like when you know when we went to go see Endgame I didn't I mean I didn't see Endgame in 3D you know that a lot more people had to go see Endgame because it didn't have those 3D ticket prices sure which were a lot more mm-hmm. but, yeah I. I I, I don't disagree with that. I, I'm just I'm yeah. saying this movie globally is going to be big. It the yeah. first Avatar was. I promise you, if this movie and I, it should release in China, I would imagine if it releases mm-hmm. in China, Wayne, this movie is going to be huge. The first one was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, and, and we still have uh, you know sequels three and four coming. And I think they said they were they were filming those back to back because they wanted to pump them out. I think people. So, I think I think when people think about Avatar two and they think about yeah. they think about it like oh, I didn't like the first one, I didn't see it in the theater. I don't get the hype. I don't get this. I don't get that. There is another group of people that aren't like film Twitter that don't care. Yeah, they just want that event, that yes. next brand new popcorn revolution. I don't think that they care, and 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 they. I mean, money speaks like that. It's the it's the top grossing movie in the box office of all time. Uh, right. Avatar three is going to be the real test. We have yeah. a whole another generation of, of people seeing this because the first one came out in two thousand nine. So like. I mean, I don't know how long ago it's been for you guys, but I recently watched the first one, and I don't know. I mean, I, I still enjoyed the first one. I, I watched it very recently, actually, but and I'm ready for the second one. But I don't know if I'm three hours and ten minutes ready. Oh well, I, I mean, I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to the theater and watch it for the three hours. I just for me is like as far as like repeat viewings in the theater, sitting through a right. three hour movie. This movie better be fucking incredible. The thing about and you can say like Endgame is a long movie as well. What, what did it clock in? Two hours forty five minutes or whatever. It, yeah. The thing about that movie is that it doesn't feel like two hours and forty five minutes. It never felt like that. I, I never, n- not once in that movie. I'll, I watched it, I think, four or five times in the theater, four minimum. Never once did I feel like, wow, this is long. When is it going to end? Like, it just, the pacing is amazing. I'm invested in these characters. But if this movie doesn't, like, I'd say after the first, like, 30 minutes when, like, the the visuals and the 3d all all sorts kind of it kind of wears off i and and you've been in pandora for a while we've been underwater i mean i guess if you keep throwing visual spectacles at us to keep us engaged i i just want the story to be engaging in this next one otherwise three hours and 10 minutes i don't care 3d 4d whatever the fuck it's gonna feel like it's like it's a slog so, and that's the other thing about this one, Jake, is like, um, man, uh, 
I guess it, it's it's thirty minutes longer than the previous one. So it's like correct. So I mean, you're you, you're probably getting less showings with that. Wouldn't you think? Would it be? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I guess the the 3D upcharge can make up for some of the profit loss for less showings, but but they'll probably just open up more theater like auditoriums for it. So like we're gonna that's true, but I think the bread and the butter is going to be that IMAX 3D, and not you know most theaters don't have more than one of those equipped. Real 3D is expensive too. Like it's almost like you 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 might be paying 21 bucks for an IMAX 3D ticket, but it's still like, you know, 15, 16 bucks for a real 3D ticket. And it depends on where you live too. Like if it's in LA, it's going to be even more expensive. Yeah, that's crazy. I like I said 3 is going to be the real test cuz we saw like if the second one's really bad, then it will affect the third one. I mean, Matrix 2 is like one of the highest grossing movies of all time, especially in the rated R category. Yeah. And Matrix 3 is like not even in the top 10. Yeah. And that's yeah. purely because of the reaction to Matrix 2. Yeah. I still haven't watched Matrix 4. I have no yeah, so if this, is a big, if this is a big stinker to like the masses, then yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot riding on this movie's shoulders. I mean, he wants to build a... By the sounds of it, we're not going to be waiting as long for three and four. So right. this needs to be just knock it out of the park. Yeah. Let's jump into the next story. I don't want to talk... I don't want to talk about Avatar 2 for fucking three hours. Um, the next story... I know that'll be one of the few times that our podcast about a movie will be shorter than the movie. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this next story comes from worldofreal.com, and that's R-E-E-R-E-E.com. Um, of all the big movies coming out next spring, not many of our readers would put Creed Three as one of their most anticipated titles. Maybe we should start tracking this one because buzz is growing for Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. I've spoken to a few people who attended a recent test screening for Creed Three. And they're absolutely raving about it. They also believe that it is the best film of the trilogy. Yes, better than even Ryan Coogler's 2015 film. A major highlight most people are pinpointing is Jonathan Major's performance as Adonis's nemesis, Damian Anderson. He steals the show. Damian was Adonis' best friend when they were living in a group home. Now he's out of prison and ready to take on his former compadre. A major fan of the Rocky films who has seen Creed 3 tells me Damien is the best villain of the entire franchise. To the point where at the recent test screening he attends, which I hear had electric atmosphere in the audience, some of the attendees could be heard rooting, hollering for Damien to win. Wow. This hits theaters March 3rd um, next year. I uh, uh, was sent an email saying, you know, um, you're invited to watch the trailer drop a day before it's, uh, you know, global release online. And so I it was like a it was a it was a Zoom call and you could submit questions. They were doing a QA. and a with Michael B. Jordan. And uh, so I was like, it was 
It was pretty cool. I got to watch the trailer a day early before everybody else. I was wanting to post the audio from the interview the next day, and I got explicit, explicit email saying no, no audio recording. And then they sent you the audio recording. There's, they, and then they tell you that you can't post the audio recording. I was like, okay, whatever. But Jeez. I. When I saw the trailer, I was blown away. I thought it w- looked amazing. Jonathan Majors got in insane shape for this fucking movie. And it looks like there is, you know, there's a story here. I, I know, you know, I was talking with Dan Ramirez from the Heroes of Noise, and he was like, I, I hope that he's playing Clubber Lang's kid. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Because it's, you know, that's very, it's, it, it's very Rocky related. You know, and, and especially kind of like a, you know, a fight between, you know, a legacy character, but two legacy characters' sons going at it would be kind of cool. Uh, I, at one time, was hoping that he, it would be Creed versus Creed, and he'd be fighting one of the other brothers. That's not happening. It's, it's just a childhood best friend, but it's, it's still, it's like the casting, Jonathan Majors. And um, I hope this is true. I hope this is true. I'm, I'm dying to see this movie. I, I'm seeing it opening night, IMAX, 100%. And, um, yeah, Stallone is not involved at all, sadly. And uh, I'm guessing, like, there's a scene in the trailer where it shows him with a, an umbrella and it's raining and it's outside. I'm thinking he's probably at the funeral for Rocky. So... Oh wow! You think they're going to go that far with it, huh? I always, I, I always I said that like I I don't want to see him die off screen, but I always had a feeling like if, you know if if he did like we're going to get that you know that's one of the things in the Rocky movies is Rocky always visiting the different you know gravestones and and talking to Adrian talking to Polly you know we've seen that right that that was always talking the thing to Mickey there was off screen deaths yeah and, and you know like. I, I mean, I live. I really love the the Rocky the series. Living so close to like Philadelphia, like it always like fascinated me. Like when I was younger, and um, like to find out that this one doesn't have him in it, and but yet they're still getting you know such a great response out of this. It, like makes me really excited to see this. Um, you know, I, he- I heard Victor Drago, uh, that character might be even coming back. Uh, and, and Jonathan Majors in great shape. I mean, hell, we're seeing Kang the Conqueror is going to box Killmonger with with Valkyrie in his corner. You know, like uh, hmm. I'm excited to see all these actors uh, together again. Uh, and the addition of Jonathan Majors, like uh, the Culver Lang. I didn't even think about that. Like Culver Lang, uh, a son. That I never even thought about that. But that that is a good idea. Um, but it would suck them killing Rocky off, but like it narratively makes a lot of sense. He's done. I mean, he's done with the character. He's come out and said, I'm done with the character. Like what else do you do at that point? Do you, do you, do you have, do you have Michael B. Jordan pick up a phone call and then talk to a Rocky that we don't hear in the movie? Like, why do we, how can we explain the lack of Rocky's presence in this movie? You explain that by just showing a tombstone. So, yeah, I, I think we're going to see that yeah, that Rocky, Rocky Balboa has passed away. We're going to see that uh, tombstone that says Rocky Balboa on it. And 
I want it's to- wild that people are rooting for majors after seeing the test screening of this movie. Right? I, it makes me very curious about what they're doing with that character. Yeah. Well, he's been in jail. His buddy has been in jail for like the past 18 years. I think that they used to get up to – I don't know if they used to get up to like no good together and like if if maybe – I mean there might even be a flashback of them too as they're like younger and uh, makes you – it makes me wonder if they – both got in trouble for they, they both did something and he was the one that got caught right and so he did the time mm. and so while he was in jail you've got adonis who's like building this boxing career because in the trailer he's like he feels like this guilt and he's having this guy hang around with him and it feels like it's like it's 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 like he feels very guilty about this it reminded me a lot of rocky kind of like Rocky five where, you know, Rocky takes in like this younger boxer. And in this one, he's taking on like a, a friend who's really not there now as a friend, he's just holding on to that memory of him as a friend. And this, this guy's basically just kind of like maybe holding a grudge and using him. And what's, what's, what's really awesome about this one is that they're actually going to fight in the fucking ring. We saw that in the trailer as opposed to a fucking back alley fight, you know? So I can't, I can't, I can't wait for this movie. And this actually, this story leads in to, it ties in with our first Marvel news rumor this week. So I'm going to go ahead and play that bumper. news how does rocky news tie into marvel news brian you're not making any sense (laughs) what planet are you on buddy what's wrong with you anyway Uh, what's wrong i don't know sylvester stallone guardians three rumors right that's true uh one of the lesser known scoopers on twitter who i actually follow is at thwipped um And the scoop is Michael B. Jordan is a name considered to direct Blade. Uh. Hmm. Here's the thing. Listen, he's got a relationship with Marvel. Played Killmonger. Got a relationship with Ryan Coogler. The test screenings for this movie have been performing very well, and we know Kevin Feige likes to get up-and-coming directors. I mean, yeah, I, I could. The more you're saying it, the more I could see it. Especially if Creed Three is that well received, it's almost like a little bit of a proving ground for him before he gets the gig. Listen, Michael B. Jordan has been working with. Great directors, one in particular, Ryan Coogler, worked together on Fruitvale Station, Black Panther. I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know. He might be like another one of these kind of like Ben Affleck guys. Like he's, you know, that he's, he's, he absorbs what these directors are doing like a sponge. 
and he's got his own vision. And I think we're going to I mean, if the, if the reviews about Creed three are what they're saying, you know, I don't know, man. Like when you say best villain ever, I'm like, come come on. I mean, Rocky's got some great fucking villains in it. Yeah, that those are strong words. Like when you're saying it just across the Creed franchise, I mean, maybe, but across the whole Rocky franchise, that's yeah. that's wild. Oh man, but when they're, when they're saying stuff like the attendees could be heard rooting, hollering for Damien to win, if that's true, that's got me excited to see this movie. And I mean, if Michael B. Jordan is that good of a director, I could see Kevin Feige making that fucking phone call. They need a Blade director, guys. Because, yeah, I mean, that just basically took that whole train and stopped it. I mean, when that when we heard that that movie kind of stopped production. I mean... Well, the repercussion of everything that happened after that. You know, cutting your teeth on a fucking Rocky movie, and if it's, if it's one of the, you know, on a, on a Creed movie, and if it's like, if it's good, and if it's better than the 2015 film... I don't know. I think my, yeah. It, yeah, and it it is a good point about how like he, he's very tied into like a lot of the people that have already done a lot of Marvel projects as it is. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to be a little bit like half foot in the door already. Yeah, to work with Marvel more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I, I. It'll be interesting to see if this happens. They're not saying he's not saying it is happening. They're just saying that Michael B. Jordan's name is considered. I happen to believe that that's a smart. It's smart to consider him to direct the Blade movie. They need a director. Yeah, they need to get that thing back on the track. Yeah, Yeah. they need to get it going, because if if not, I mean, God knows how long until, uh, you know, we get Blade, you know, what did it push more and more? Did it sound like to you guys that Mahershala Lee? had read through that first script and I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea, but it felt like to me like Mahershala Lee and that original director just had different visions and Mahershala Lee, he's like, he didn't like it once. It sounds like he wants a complete, he wants, I a, felt that vibe. Yeah. I felt that vibe. I mean, we didn't hear anything official, but we saw lots of reputable sources talking about Mahershala Ali being unhappy with the draft of the script he read we know the director left i mean you have to kind of connect the dots there yeah uh, but i don't think it's i don't think it's too far-fetched of a fan fiction to imagine a, a clashing of ideas there yeah and um, he didn't so. enjoy some of the uh, fight scenes that were written mm. out yeah he said the the fight scenes were few and far between and the ones that we got weren't good that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it sounds like he has a little bit of a little bit of pull when it comes to you know final say and what the script and what the director are going to be, and that's that's probably a good thing. Yeah. News from Dark Horizons following a rumor yesterday about it being in the works. Both Deadline and Variety have confirmed from their sources that the potential WandaVision spinoff series Vision Quest is on the way for the Marvel Studios and Disney Plus service. Series is opening a writer's room next week and will follow the vision Paul Bettany trying to regain his memory and humanity following the events of WandaVision. There is reportedly a possibility for Wanda Maximoff, Elizabeth Olsen, to appear. Um, yeah, Jack Schaefer is going to be uh, overseeing this project. So they got Jack Schaefer back from uh, WandaVision as well as uh, the upcoming Agatha House of Harkness. 
Marvel loves to uh, name these movies and shows off of famous comic events that they never plan on adapting zero percent whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I get it. They, it. It draws popularity, but it, it always cracks me up. I mean, we've got Secret Invasion coming up soon and yeah. we've got Vision Vision Quest and they've done it throughout the history of the MCU where they just take these famous ass titles. I mean, it's going to be Secret Wars as well, you know, where we're just going to use the power that these phrases have. But we are we are not trying to adapt anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, yeah. the big question I've always had was like, where the fuck's Vision been doing? Or what's he been doing? You know, what's he been up to? I mean, WandaVision came out in March of last year. I mean, it's been a while. I just guess some of us were kind of curious. But, I mean, enough for a TV show? Episodes can we get? I think we need to get this character back to somewhat of a status quo before we get to the big Avengers event movies. Like, What's going on with him right now would be a little bit out of left field to be talking about in a Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars movie. So I think this is one of the more necessary shows that they need to do for Disney Plus yeah. to, mo- to move this chess piece. I think that's where we're at, Jake, is this that it's the MCU is becoming so big that even with three, sometimes four movies coming out in a year – you can't get to every character in every movie, especially when some of those movies are solo movies. Even with the like the solo movie, we're seeing what happened with you know uh, uh, with Doctor Strange. They're they're incorporating Wanda Maximoff into the story. It's 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 the MCU is just getting so big that yeah, that's we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see some of these characters showing up in their own series to kind of like flesh their stories out before we see them again. So, I don't know. It's <laughs> another Disney Plus Marvel series, I guess. I don't know, man. It's a lot. So, Yeah, it is a lot. But I, I don't know. Of all the announced ones, this is one of the ones that I'm more intrigued by. Yeah. I do, I do like the character a lot. And I do want to see the character play a prominent role in, like, Avengers crossover things. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what's going on with Vision. The the questions need to be answered. I want, you know, since we last saw that character in uh in in the WandaVision series, so I'm looking forward to that. Henry Cavill uh addressed those Loki season 2 Hyperion rumors. I guess he was also I guess he was also rumored to be showing up in the second season of HBO's House of the Dragon. He talked with MTV's Josh Horowitz and I think I should have the audio for that. Hopefully this plays and comes through fine. Hold on. I heard the rumors out there that you were going to be in the next season of House of the Dragon and Loki, right? I mean, to be fair, when I was watching House of the Dragon, I was like, uh, I feel like a lot of these guys can make really good witches. <laughs> <laughs> the hair is not so far off. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, those wigs are good. <laughs> Um, so does Witcher scratch that itch? You're not, uh, we're not going to see you in that in Westeros anytime soon. Um, I mean, I think it'd be cool to be in Westeros. I really do. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's. Uh, I don't think there's a place for me in there, though. Okay. Should I read body language or anything from the fact that you didn't respond to my Loki question? Oh, uh, <laughs> I forgot the Loki question. Um, Just that that was a rumor going around yeah, that you're going to be in Loki. As far as I know, okay. I am not going to be in Loki. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Just 
asking what the people want to know. Yeah, I mean, that, that, it would be it would be a tricky tricky one to handle at this stage. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, James Gunn can do it. Maybe I can too. There you go. <laughs> Heard the room. Do we believe him or is he giving us his best Andrew Garfield? I don't know. I, 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 I thought about maybe just the, his, the way he responds to me. I think he truly did forget the question, the way he responds when they remind him of it. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like I don't think he'd be able to lie as convincing as it would take for those to be lies. So I'm I'm taking him at face value here. I listen, I, listen. I want I want him in there. Do I do I believe him? Yes, I believe him. I, I believe that he's not in Loki, but there's like this part of me that prays that I'm fucking wrong. And they and, they, <laughs> and that he, that and that they shot scenes of him in Loki season two as Hyperion. Like I was convinced after watching this and and hearing the quote that he's not in it, but then there's a, there's that little little grain of hope, Jake, because I think it would be incredible. What were you going to say, Wayne? I was going to say I I think he's going to be too busy doing you know something else. You know we'll talk about in DC news, but you know, Loki's um, Loki's Loki season two is already shot, buddy. Oh, it's already shot in oh, yeah. Japan. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Oh yeah, um, they've been. Well, I mean, if I mean, he didn't do Witcher season. You know, if he's not doing Witcher, I guess he did have some time. Oh. Well, the, see, I, here's, I, the, I here's the thing. The rumor is he's going to be showing up as a group of there's going to be there's going to be a group not only of him, but they're going to be kind of like DC analogs, right? Isn't that isn't that mm-hmm. what the rumor was? Jake? Yeah, Squadron Supreme. Right? Yeah, Squadron Supreme. And not only would we see them in Loki season two, but there was a chance that they were going to show up in a future. MCU big event movie, possibly Secret Wars. So there was there was rumors that that since you know with the previous regime over there at Warner Brothers that he was out as Superman. Like this was his way of playing another version of Superman, but for Marvel, kind of like a kind of like a fuck you, right? You know, mm-hmm. totally. And so. There was a lot of legs to this rumor, and there was a lot of, I mean, a lot of people that are scooping these these big rumors, these leaks, that were backing this up. So, I don't know if he's, you know, part of me's hoping that he's just doing his best Andrew Garfield and saying, I, no, I, I'm not in the movie, No. So Andrew Garfield was such a bad liar, though. There wasn't a moment of any Andrew Garfield <laughs> clip we ever read or played on this show where I was for a second swayed that he wasn't going to be in that movie. No, I agree. I I agree. He's an actor. Well, they're both actors, but, but I know. But like, you'd be a really good actor. Or you would have convinced me. Uh, Garfield yeah, is I a mean, great if, actor. If if they both are lying, then Cavill's the better actor. Than Andrew Garfield, at least in this kind of circumstance. In this Henry circumstance, Cavill is right. the better poker player than Andrew Garfield. I agree Close with that. Frank, it's a little bit closer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I, I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that that we see Henry Cavill has shot seeds for Loki yeah, season it, it's two. It's not impossible, even though I believe him. I'm not 
at the zero percent chance part yet. You know? Yeah. Looks like uh, looks like they. <laughs> We've all been kind of like trying to figure out like who is Amelia Clark playing in Secret Invasion. Did you see that they kind of fucked up this week? Yeah, you know, I saw this headline and I'm an idiot and I never clicked it. Uh, this is from CBR, a dug up uh, by One Take News. Uh, they as dug up by One Take News uh, a, a a gif. Do you call it, it's a gif, right? You're supposed to say gif. Yeah, it, the majority of people say um, gif, but the whole thing got really confusing when the creator of it said it's pronounced gif. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then that the, fuck face. <laughs> the creator of GIF Peanut Butter came out after that and said it's it's pronounced GIF. Yeah, GIF. <laughs> and everybody was like, "What the fuck? What have I? I've been putting GIF on my dick and having my dog lick it all this time." <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think most of the world collectively collectively said we don't care what he said. Yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I just I made a dirty joke about bestiality there um <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna like support that i didn't know what a, and by support i mean i i, I couldn't add on <laughs> anyway um yeah so a gif of amelia clark from the show's teaser brandished the file name it's the beginning abigail brand gif introduced in the pages of astonishing x-men in 2004 Abigail Abigail Brand is the no-nonsense leader of S.W.O.R.D., the branch of S.H.I.E.L.D. that monitors extraterrestrial threats. Brand herself is half-alien and has a knack for non-human languages and pyrokinetic abilities inherited from her alien father. So a lot of people were thinking that she was going to be a scroll in this movie and the villain. She still could, she still could be a villain, though, right? Brand could still be a scroll. I mean that that reveal could definitely still happen. Exactly. It's not like them to not just like have a character down to the T as who they are in, in the comics. So, um, but uh, yeah, well, she's going to be the leader. It sounds like sounds like she's going to be the leader of Sword here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a character created by fan favorite Joss Whedon. Oh wow! <laughs> so she's going to be she's going to be Nick Fury's boss in the next movie. Well, oh the, really? The, Sword is like higher up than Shield. Yeah, I just I thought they were just different divisions. Well, like in the comic, Fury's so they not, cover space, right? They're like space police almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're space. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like Fury's not with Shield anymore. Yeah, Fury's oh, yeah. Fury's up in that space station, and so he's working with Sword. So she's going to be his boss. Okay, that makes sense. I, I always liked Brand. I, I think Brand is a fun character. I mean, she may have been created by Josh Whedon, but like the way comics work is then all the writers kind of get a play in the sandbox and move that character forward. And I, I think they've done a lot of fun with that character. I believe that character develops an interesting relationship with Beast from the X-Men in the comic books. Yeah. Okay. They, be, they become a little bit of a, uh, a little romantic connection there. Okay. Well, no, I mean, created by Josh Whedon. Whatever, you know, I mean... Yeah, Josh Whedon's created some good stuff. You know, Josh, uh, here's the thing. Yeah, no, they, I think it's just like, so. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like somebody gets, somebody gets, somebody gets canceled, you know, people, out of favor with people. But it doesn't mean I fucking still hate Avengers. It doesn't mean that people that, you know, loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer should now hate it. 
Yeah, it's just yeah, like, you know, almost even more than the cancel stuff. I a lot of times I deem a person on what the last thing they did was too, and the last thing Josh did is still movie wise the Justice League movie that was so bad it had to be redid. It like a whole campaign made it get redone. Yeah, I, so I, even even beyond cancel culture, I, I think his actual like his last couple projects have not been great. Yeah, I don't know. It's I you know there's certain things that I can kind of separate, and it's like you know. Um, oh, I agree. Stanley Kubrick was an asshole too. Yeah, but he's like he's still Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. So, uh, we'll 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 see with uh, we'll see. That's I, cool casting, though. I I think yeah. she's a great brand. Yeah, yeah. Think, I think she'll have green hair. I don't. Doesn't Brand have some weird sunglasses or some shit going on too? I need to Google this character. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just typed in brand. That doesn't work. Yeah, get brand cereal. I'm gonna, while you're looking that up, I'm going to move on to the next story. How's that sound? Yep. All right. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, I'm good on it. Silence. All right. Let's. Uh, let, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's <laughs> go. This. I'm going to go to like to the MCU rumor mill. Rumor mill this week. There was a lot of rumors that have come out over the past week, week and a half. Um, actually, talked about this uh, in our. Uh, uh, Quantum Mania trailer breakdown, but uh, MCU source on Twitter is saying that Robert Downey Jr. is coming back for the Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars, and then My Time to Shine Hello chimed in and said, Secret Wars, yes, Kang Dynasty, no. So it looks like I'm guessing, and we we talked about it on the other one, but not everybody's going to listen to the trailer breakdown. But I think uh, I think it'll be a variant version version yeah. of Robert Downey Jr. So a, 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 a Tony Stark in the multiverse that uh, that they communicate with. I mean, it makes sense to bring him back. Like, who who wouldn't want him back? Like, I mean, it's, it's just money. Oh, they're bringing money, 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 money. Well, it sounds like they're bringing everybody back. Everybody, a- anybody who can say yes, who wants to come back. Because I even heard rumors of like Nicolas Cage, yeah, maybe even coming back. Like, yeah, that's what I've got here. It's uh, I-, I saw a rumor online on who's going to be showing up in Secret Wars: mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Nicolas Cage, James McAvoy, and Halle Berry. What's crazy is Chris Evans is going to come back as Human Torch. Yeah, Secret Wars. <laughs> It'd be cool if he did come back as both. I I think that that would be, that would be cool. I, I think. think that would yeah, be incredible right. if he came back as both. And Agreed. Yeah, just in his flame form the entire time. You think? Or uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be a cool nod if he came back as uh, and and we saw him. Saw two Chris's on the screen at the same time. I think. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah, one for sure. And one has a hairy chest, and the other doesn't, because we know <laughs> we had hairy ch- we had hairy chest Human Torch, and then like you know, cl- clean nared Captain America. Um, so it's true. I like that's how the first thing you go to. Though. I I think about the hairstyle, but like he went right through the chest hair. Well, here's uh, I think and I, I thought about it. I, and I was like, you know, what? I think he's fucking right. I, I go to uh, the weirdest thing about me. The weir- not weirdest thing about me. I I I don't like have like chest hair. <laughs> like I just don't. My dad does. I just don't have it. 
You just don't grow it? And I grow very, like, I grow, like, a couple, like, little chest hairs, and I can, I get it. I can pluck them and then I'm good. Like, oh, dude, like it looks like I got like a fucking cat laying on my chest. I do. <laughs> I have nothing there. Like I have hair. On, I have hair on my legs, but I don't have any hair like on my back, my arms. Like you know, like Robin Williams when he took off his shirt looked like he was wearing a sweater. And I, yeah. I, I take, I take off mine. I take off, my, I take off mine, and I I, I have nothing. You're like a fucking like a swimmer. Uh, yeah, like I I think people think that I like shave my chest or something. Like no, this is just this is this is me out of the box. Knock some time <laughs> off your swimming laps, you know. No kind of chest hair dragging you down. I know. This is my Ken doll chest. It's how I am. It's wild, man. I got nothing there. <laughs> you don't there. get that chest hair poking through. You can wear necklaces and not have problems. Well, what's fucked up about this, <laughs> what's fucked up about this is like it's like right in the middle of my chest, I'll get like a couple hairs over there every once in a while. Uh-huh. And, and, and and I'd say I'd say about a month ago, I, I looked down and I saw one of them and it was a it was a gray one. Oh no. How in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, five to choose from and they're gray exactly yeah fuck you yeah exactly <laughs> exactly oh, you got, I got one you can pluck you gotta dye it i got like i got like four <laughs> of these fucking things and one of them's gray <laughs> <laughs> i got some salt and pepper in mine i'm looking at it right now <laughs> do they do they make just for men chest hair <laughs> just like, hair like a- no plural just for men. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, can I buy just like a single vial of dye for my one gray hair <laughs> on my chest? Oh, just give you a Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, just give That's me a, a good sh- idea. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> you look so young. I know. Oh, I look 20 again. You know what's <laughs> fucked up on the fucking, on Zoom? Have you ever seen like the, it's got like the, there's like you can you can click on like something and it like removes like the lines on your face. Oh, I see people post pictures like that all the time, and it makes everyone look like an alien. It does not make you look better. Oh no, I yeah. look I, when I use it, I look like I'm in my twenties. It, <laughs> it is unreal. I'm like okay, here, okay, Brian at forty four, Brian at twenty four, Brian at forty four, Brian at twenty four. It's wild. <laughs> I just want to live on Zoom for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, my time to shine hello on Twitter said Marvel developing multiple TVMA projects for Disney Plus now, which was followed up by Scooper Thwipped, who said this is true. And I heard specifically the Punisher being related to one of these projects. Wow. Yeah. If they can do it with Punisher, if it's true, why can't we do it with Daredevil? Please do it with Daredevil. They're not going <laughs> to do it with Daredevil. No, they're not. I think the only way they were able to get... John Bernthal went on the record and said, I'm not going to come back as some watered-down Punisher. Yeah. So if they want him back, they, they've got to break the R rule. Yeah, I think so, man. And uh, unlike, I mean, I know you don't want Daredevil to be not R-rated, but it's literally impossible to do Punisher not R-rated, I think. Don't you think? I mean, well, 
we've talked about comics before where they kind of go away from the main flow but honestly even those comics still like (laughs) delve into the arc territory yeah i mean unless he's meeting archie they're all pretty are did they make okay punisher movies did they make three of them uh, I think there's just two. The third one yeah, is the is like two. the dirty laundry fan. Okay, thing. and both of those were rated R. Yes, the second one was even more violent than the first. Well, I guess they did make three if you count the. Uh, I, I they made the Dolph Lundgren one. Yeah, they made the the one with um, Thomas Jane. Oh, Thomas Jane, thank you. And then Thomas Jane was replaced in Warzone. I think it was called or something. Yeah, like that. Punisher Warzone. Yeah. So yeah, I guess there is three. I was forgetting about the Dolph Lundgren one. I we all f- try to forget about that one, where he never wears the costume and he fights samurai. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I was so looking forward to that movie when I was a kid, Jake, and all my dreams. That may have been the first time I was ever disappointed by a comic book movie in uh, my life. It's terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Another rumor, Marvel planning a Silver Surfer special. There is a lot of talk about this Silver Surfer, uh, Silver, Silver Surfer special on Twitter, and a lot of people are saying a lot of different things. Uh, Film Odyssey MCU on Twitter said Silver Surfer being a special presentation and releasing before Fantastic Four is a huge indicator to me that Fantastic Four is going to be massive. I had heard of a Silver Surfer project in the works. I believe I've spoken about it before, but I assumed it was a long way away. This is amazing. Also lines up with something else I had heard about Galactus being introduced before the multiverse saga ends. There's more to this. I, I'm not even done with that. I'm not even done with that. Um, you got to think. Brian. What's up? I said, keep going, Brian. Let's hear the good news. No, I'm just saying, like, if you, you think it's uh, crazy, if it's if it's silver, if it's silver surfer, if we're getting a silver right. surfer special, you've got to introduce Galactus. Do we see Galactus, Jake, in a, in a Disney Plus, or do we just hear the voice? I feel like if, if so, if we're doing a silver surfer special, the only way this character becomes silver surfer is because of Galactus. Yes. Um, Are we getting the origin story though? Are we just looking at a? Are we just looking at him being the herald of Galactus? I mean, how, how long do they show Norrin Rad just dillying around his planet before you're bored? I I feel like you got to get to the meat as soon as possible with that origin story. So him already as Silver Surfer? No, I think you show you show who he was and you show his planet being destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, that what I'm what I'm saying, like, like, do you show? I don't know if you can pull off. Listen, they can't even make She Hulk herself with the graphics available to them on Disney Plus make her look good. And if they're going to make a Disney Plus special Galactus. feature and then try to give us a Galactus, I think that they're out of their fucking minds. I, I, I mean, if if Galactus appears in the Silver Surfer special i would just think that they would have to just use a voice at that point before we actually get into a main movie and can see like a fully you know realized you're right i'm starting to think wayne's right that we're just he's already silver surfer and he's just Mm -hmm. on some wacky galactic adventure adventure and then at the end we find out that he's there to scout out the planet right 
that seems way more feasible than an origin story. Well, my time to shine. Hello is saying that it was planned to be a movie as well, but it seems that like a lot of other projects that were in the works, it's been changed into a special presentation because my time to shine. Hello. It originally said like, I heard this was a movie and now with other people coming out saying it's a special presentation, I don't know. If Disney wanted to, they could open up the bank and destroy our expectations of what one of these Disney Plus series normally looks like and has looked like so far, though. Right? Mm. Like, they're not confined to, to this is the best we can do for TV and this is the best we can do for movie. Like, if they really wanted to, they could they could open up the, the Disney vault and dump the money, right? I, I, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special was filmed at the same time as the movie, and I assume it's going to look on par. And that's another one of these feature presentations or whatever, the you know, special presentations. I mean, you can tell from the, from the trailer that most of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is going to be taking place on Earth, so it's not like... I, uh, yeah, it's not a bunch of like rendered CGI effects going on all over the place, but I think it's like if if I think it's a I think it's a fucking dumb I think it's a misuse of money to fucking I think I don't I don't know I don't I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with Silver Surfer if they could dump a little bit more money into it than they have for these other TV shows. Being introduced as a TV special just to move on to the Fantastic Four or Galactus main course in the movies. Uh, I'm just saying. Like, I'm okay with it. That's okay. I'm, I, all I'm saying is I I don't think you can make Galactus look good on. I agree with that. I, 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 I don't want my first time to fucking. Listen, I don't want my first time to see. my storyline. No, 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 no. I, that's fine. I'm not arguing with yeah. you. I'm telling you that I don't want to, my first look at Galactus to be on my TV screen at home. I mean, that should be a theatrical experience on the largest screen possible. Yeah, yeah, just because of his I, name, I agree Galactus. with that. He's, he's just so much bigger to be wasted on, a, I feel like, on a TV show. Uh, fuck so that. I love this. And that's I, why I think it's going to we're going to be seeing the Silver Surfer scouting out a planet, but they're not going to tell us that's what he's doing until the end of the episode. They're going to allude to the existence of Galactus. Just hear his voice. That's all we need. I don't, I don't even think hearing again, his voice is what's going to happen. Okay. I, I think we'll just see his like email back to Galactus. Saying this is a good one. Come eat the, the, the leak. The rumor doesn't say. That we're going to see Galactus in the Silver Surfer special, the special presentation. It says, I had heard a rumor about Galactus being introduced before the multiverse saga ends. Now, that that could be, like, let's say we get, you know, the, the Silver Surfer special presentation on Disney+, and then months later we get Fantastic Four movie. post credit scene, we get our first look at Galactus. Yeah, I could smell that. That seems like a perfect trajectory. Other things that I've heard, Silver Surfer special presentation will follow Norrin Rad far out of the cosmos. If you don't know, Norrin Rad is the Silver Surfer. That was his name. 
but it's it's going to follow Noren Rad far out of the cosmos. Rad will not interact with any characters already established in the MCU. See, that just seemed, when I said that out loud, it just seems so boring. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what we're going to do the first time we see this character that so many people are waiting for. It's just Norn Norn Rad just dipshitting around his planet with no other MCU characters. That's it. Oh boy. <laughs> Look at this floral uh, life we have on my planet that won't be here by the time you see me in a movie. They they're we're probably gonna get introduced to like new characters, right? I mean they could be I doing so. like what they did with uh I don't think so. I mean the whole point of this character is that everyone he's ever that's why he makes this deal with Galactus, because they're all dead. Well, I mean, we saw in the what was it the uh, who wrote it was it was it Mark Wade who wrote it and then Mike Allred did the art for it? I can't remember or was it just the Allreds was it Laura and Mike Allred who did the comic where it was kind of like a Doctor Who type thing where he had a companion that would go throughout the cosmos with him. They kind of like took a Doctor Who approach to the Silver Surfer character there for a while. I could see them kind of doing that here possibly. Yeah, I would rather that companion came from Galactus himself, though, like because all those other like heralds that Galactus makes are such rich and fun characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely more interested in those characters than I am in made up. um, What's Silver Surfer's planet? Shalaba? Yeah, Shalaba. Yeah, I I don't know. Shalaba is basically the Alderaan of the MCU. You just blow it up as quick Hmm. as possible. Harsh. It's that is what it is, though. Kind of. That's the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. Thwipped on uh, Twitter also said, "Scoop Marvel wants a cosmic character in Young Avengers, and are choosing Heimdall's son and or Gore's daughter." So it looks like two things here. They're wanting to do Young Avengers, and then looking at adding. Either Heimdall's son or Gore's daughter. I, I happen to think they're going to add Gore's daughter over Heimdall's son. I agree. Heimdall's son is a little bit of the laughing stock of the MCU right now. <laughs> With the floating head, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the discussing film had a rumor recently saying that Doctor Doom will reportedly not be the main villain of the MCU's Fantastic Four film. I believe it. I buy it too. Yeah. Yep, I buy. Let's get some mole man love. I guess the the yeah mole man. Oh my god! Get, get Danny DeVito up in that shit. I was think, <laughs> I was thinking years ago my fan casting my fan casting for mole man. Uh, Tom Hanks came out and said like you know I've always wanted to be in a superhero movie but I don't look like a superhero and I was thinking you could be Tom Hanks would be a damn good mole man. I love it. I love it. I like the Danny DeVito idea. I just like. <laughs> yeah, Steve Buscemi. He's <laughs> got the eyes for it. The big DC oh. news. I'm not, we're not. I mean, I guess the biggest DC news this week is Henry Cavill's coming back. So, yeah. It's really? Awesome. That, that's, huh? that's bigger than James Gunn? Oh, hey. the James Gunn thing of it all, too. Yeah, James Gunn's going to be heading, yeah. heading up. Uh, the 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 now the newly christened DCU. It's not the DCEU anymore, it's the DCU. It's about damn time for that name shift. 
Here's the thing. It's like, I know the guy can direct. I know the guy can write a story. But does that mean that he can also plan an entire universe over the course of a decade? Yeah, it remains to be seen. It remains it to be seen. It definitely does. Also remains to be seen if he can find the talent that Kevin Feige seems to have an eye for. Like, Kevin Feige seems to be, like, a really good like good at scouting talent you know like you've got like basketball and baseball scouts that are always looking for like the next you know they're turning over every you know rock trying to find you know you know the best talent out there and kevin feige just seems to be like that guy that that he's he's really good i mean there's some misses there but I mean, he's really good at scouting new talent for the MCU and yeah, it, casting, directing, yeah. the whole right. yeah, the whole nine. Listen, you know, I, I can't. I'm not going to doubt James Gunn's directing abilities and his writing abilities, but it remains to be seen if this guy can like put together a universe over the course of the next decade for DC. Go ahead, Wayne. I was going to say, like, it, it sucks that right off the bat, I feel like the first thing that's going to be on his desk when he gets there is dealing with the flash movie uh you know situation like that just seems like i mean it comes with the job you're gonna have to deal with some shit he's gonna have to organize and fix a lot of stuff but he also has a lot of stuff to also work with still he's not starting from scratch they're not rebooting the dc universe i mean he they still have stuff to work with it's just like now he gets the we have to pick and choose now but dealing i think with that flash movie is like the biggest thing, like that's going to be on his desk when he when you when you start the day when you start this thing. But I don't know if they've already had it situated that like, uh, you know, that it, he might not even have to deal with it. But I mean, this movie should have gone out long before that. But yeah, the job comes with a lot of baggage. That's for sure. Um, he's definitely yep. inheriting a lot of stuff that he didn't create. Um, I mean, Brian compares him, you know, can he do the same job as Kevin Feige has? And I think one thing that James Gunn has going for him is one of his best friends is Kevin Feige. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a lot of reports in the last couple of days that the first person he told about this was Kevin Feige. Uh, The second person he told was John Cena. And so, um, I mean, to me, that's very interesting. They're obviously going to be comparing notes a little bit. You got to imagine that um, Faye's going to, you know, give him advice if he wants it. James Gunn seems very humble when it comes to that kind of thing. Always very eager, eager to learn, and doesn't ever feel like he's already at the top of his game. So that's really cool. And man, the most hypothetical thing ever could fucking happen at this point. Maybe we'll get Marvel versus DC sometime in the next twenty years with these two guys if they're both successful that long. Well, we know that he's already come out and said that he has a pitch for it. He wants to do it. He thinks it should yeah. happen. Like James Marvel versus DC. Holy crap. My dick wiggled just a little bit. When no, like that. James Gunn. Like, <laughs> this is this is not a new thing. Like James Gunn, yeah, I'd say yeah. a year, two years ago, said that he would love to see Marvel versus DC. So I yeah, mean, and, and if I mean, you can get guys with the head of the studios. It well, could yeah, happen. exactly. It could happen. Here's the thing. Uh, it, yeah. Especially if there starts to get. If you know, if we do get to the point where there is some uh, superhero fatigue, and but I would hope that they would do it before some of these actors like age out and it and it counts. But uh, you know, if you can get Sony, I mean, I think that was the first step, getting Sony to work with Marvel Studios. You know, I think now with James Gunn in there, this is definitely a possibility. Uh, you know, 
I think it would be I, I that it, it it would be the biggest movie of all time. Agreed. Russo brothers come back finally for a superhero movie. It's Marvel versus DC. The problem with it, the problem with it is though, that I remember like when they would write the comic books, like, you know, (laughs) I know, especially egos get in the way. Exactly. Exactly. Here's the thing. I like when Marvel, I think it was, it it wasn't even Marvel versus DC first. I think the first comic where they ever had like an epic crossover with this was Superman and Spider-Man, right? Correct. And they didn't they write in something like where Superman couldn't be beat or something like that. I can't remember what it was. They they had to make Superman look better or something, or he had to get more panels or something. I can't remember, but it was always. I don't remember the exact specifics, but it was very public it, later on down the line. Like the the stuff that Time Warner said they couldn't couldn't do with Superman. They were definitely way more strict with their characters yeah. than uh, Marvel was with theirs. Yeah, and I think that, that that would be the biggest problem that you would run into is seeing, like, if these characters fought each other, some of the people not being happy with some of the outcomes, you know? I As a kid, I hated the comic because it was all fan vote. Like, you had to, like, <laughs> fill out a ballot and call a 1-900 number, and all the Marvel vs. DC fights were decided by fan votes. So, you know, you got a lot of, it was more of a popularity contest than like answering those questions that you'd asked on the playground, like who would win in this fight between Captain America and Batman. They should. Yeah. What do you, how do you think they should, they shouldn't do it as can, could they just do it as like a giant, like what if meets Elseworld story? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the way you do it. You, you figure out a way to make it so no one remembers anything at the end or, or but there's a, like a nod and a wink that maybe someone remembers something. And I, I, I don't think you do it as an Elseworld story. I think the power in this movie is that it's not an Elseworld story. But you just put it you still put it in a bottle. You know, it's one event that happens, begins, middle, end. And then you move back on. These two universes somehow cross each other, and then that gateway is closed forever, but it happened. Exactly, exactly. You leave that little cliffhanger, so just in case it makes $5 trillion that you have that one, like, thread that you can pull on to get it to happen again. Uh, it always start. it'll start with the Flash, it'll end with the Flash, and then it'll, you know, and you could start it back up with the Flash again, so. Yeah, yeah, man, geez, I... I would love to see it. I mean, I got excited. That was the first thing I thought when I read that article about how Fahey was the first person you talked to. I'm like, oh, my God, these two are great buddies. That's a mistake that James Gunn will never make again because he's married now. And I'm sure his wife fucking. Why didn't you tell me first? I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I love that he told John Cena second. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so awesome, isn't it? Yeah. That they're that good of friends now. That's so cool. Uh, let's jump into Star Wars news. Where's that fucking bumper? There we go. He got what the Misa saying. You were supposed to be here with me listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. All right, uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh, news from comicbook.com. New Star Wars movie moving forward with Damon Lindelof and Ms. Marvel director. Uh, Damon Lindelof is going from the island to the 
Star Wars Galaxy. Lindelof, who show ran Lost and co-created the hit ABC series with the with two-time Star Wars filmmaker J.J. Abrams, is reportedly developing a new movie for Lucasfilm to be directed by Academy Award winner Charmaine Obeyed Shinoy as her follow-up to Marvel Studios and Disney Plus series Ms. Marvel. Lindelof, whose feature credits include Prometheus and the Abrams-directed Star Trek Into Darkness, will co-write the new Star Wars movie with an as-yet-unrevealed writing partner for Disney's Lucasfilm. Deadline first reported the news. Um, According to Deadline, Lindelof's Star Wars movie is far off, but is reported to, quote, have the most momentum out of the other projects in the works at the studio, including Star Wars spinoff from Wonder Woman filmmaker Patty Jenkins and Thor director Taika Waititi. Uh, so it looks like they're confident about this one. Here, okay. Listen, uh, and Damon Lindelof, actually, this was a quote that he had in in a March interview. He said, at some point, but certainly not in the immediate future, I feel like I would love to do something in Star Wars, in the Star Wars universe. Uh, maybe a decade from now when I would no longer be blamed for ruining it. That would be a hoot. Um, listen, I... I listen, I uh, there's two ways to look at this because I I love Damon Lindelof. I think he's brilliant. I, I think he's yeah, me, me too. Me let, too. Hey, but let's not kid ourselves, Jake. I think a, a Damon Lindelof movie is great for Damon Lindelof fans, but it's not. I think this is going to be divisive. I yeah, I, but Star Wars fans mostly suck. So bring on the Damon Lindelof. Star no, 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 Wars no. Movie. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. No, I, no, I, I agree. It's a great point. Listen, I, like, I, like, like, like. I, honestly, if you thought on, Ryan Johnson could fucking split the fences. Wait till you meet this guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> me personally, I'm cheering. I'm like, yes, bring it on. I want the Damon Lindelof Star Wars. movie movie now give it to me mainline it i don't give a fuck i want it but i'm also seeing that this is going to split star wars fans you think you think the yeah the you think the last jedi was divisive you think that fans are it's divisive like between critics and fans of like andor now like get ready for the Lindelof Star Wars movie. I don't know, Jake, i love this, but i don't know if this is the right move for star wars. Because it's no, not going to no. it's not going to unite the fandom. I don't know what they're thinking over there. Like you got to do you see what I'm saying? I am playing devil's advocate because I can't wait to fucking see this movie. But I know there's people listening to this podcast right now that aren't Lindelof fans and they're totally against this. And listen, I don't think you're wrong as far as like you know fan pleasing Star Wars shit coming out. This is not going to do it for everybody. I don't know what the fuck they're doing at Lucasfilm. Yeah, they're in, they're in quite a pickle. Like, I really think the the sequel trilogy really just set the whole thing on a fucking like spin, and they still haven't like put the pieces. Like Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, and they they cannot figure out how to put him back together. And um, as much as I want to see a Lindelof movie, and as great as I think that could be, yeah, that's definitely just going to make the divide even greater. I think. I mean, holy shit! I mean, it's just you know. <laughs> Just another announcement of three movies they're gonna eventually cancel later, anyways. It's not. Like I, I don't how, think it's been. I don't think it's been confirmed that it's a trilogy. No, it's just okay. one Damon Lindelof Star Wars project. Okay, okay. Because like I'm just so accustomed to them to like, like just jumping ahead of themselves, like it's like it's a, like the Marvel slate and just giving us all these movies that later just get canceled anyway, or you know, 
Like, I, I weren't, wasn't Taco Waititi supposed to do like three movies? Uh, that's also just one movie, and and yeah. Brian brought that up in their in their report. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And well, okay, well, well, let's talk about what wasn't brought up in the report. Well, the Josh Trank movie that got canceled. Uh, the mm. Game of Thrones showrunners had a Star Wars movie at one time. That's been scrapped. So it's they do jump the gun and they do make these premature announcements. And now we don't even know if we're getting the. The Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. Taika Waititi doesn't even know if he's going to have fucking time for it now. It sounds like he's just kind of wanting to sweep this under the rug. It's not the first time with him. He was also going to direct a live-action Akira. That's not happening. Um, Patty Jenkins could easily be in this group. uh, I could see it. Yes, 100%. So, you know, I don't know what they're doing. I I, 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 I I don't think they know what they're doing as far as theatrical Star Wars. It's like, you know, I, Disney Plus is giving us our Star Wars right now. But as far as theatrical, I think they're scared to make that next leap back into the theaters. I don't know, man. I agree. I agree. I don't think this is. Did you, a, did you I, see I, the uh, Alan Sepinwall 100 greatest television shows of all time list that came out like three weeks ago? Yeah, I did see the list and I, I may have like I didn't agree with a lot of it of course but now, I thought the most notable the most noticeable thing that I fist pumped at was him having the leftovers in the uh, top 20 okay that's cool yeah and I know a lot of people I wasn't a huge fan of the and I'm in the minority but the, he did the Watchmen series Lindelof and everybody loved that on HBO so yeah, I don't think I can't think of a Lindelof project I don't like other than that shitty ass George Clooney Disney movie he did, Tomorrowland. Uh, did he write that? Yes. And that was Brad Bird, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. correct. That's probably the only time Lindelof has ever let me down. Other than that, I, I pretty much loved anything this guy's done. Yeah. No, I think I think he's brilliant. I just don't think that this is going to be. I, for Lindelof fans, this is a huge win. I just don't think that yeah, this for is... Star Wars fans. Oh my god! <laughs> exactly, get ready to be upset. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. Twitter is going to be. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Toxic fans are going to be fucking going nuts over this one. Whoo! Mm. What do you do? What do you do, Jake? Cancel another movie. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see if this. We'll see if this even comes to light, huh? <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. That's it. That's the show. That was a fun one. Trash bags, huh? What's that? Pumpkin trash bags. Pumpkin, nice callback. So, so pumpkin spice trash bags. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be dumping a bunch of wafers and cotton candy in it. Yeah, you don't think we need to throw that this episode in there, do you? No, it wasn't. This is was a not, good episode. It was fine. Yeah, God, I, I have pretzels and I like been putting them aside, and not trying to eat them. You know, I'm just gonna wait till after the episode because it would be rude. In ten minutes, it'll be forty eight hours since I last put food in my mouth. People are getting sick of me talking about this. In ten minutes, it'll be mega pretzel time for Wayne. It sounds like oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm make some noise. <laughs> I'm gonna go get neighbors some are gonna complain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, that's all I got. You know uh, what do we? 
Oh yeah, no new episode uh, next week. I will be I will be dropping something for people to listen to, but uh, no new episode uh, next week. Uh, Jake, myself, and Joe Star are going to be seeing Bill Burr. Fuck yeah! Yeah, awesome. Musketeers getting together, going to see Bill Burr. Fucking a, that's yeah. awesome. Love some Bill Burr comedy. I just actually uh, in prepper, I, I hadn't watched the newest uh, comedy special that he dropped on Netflix. And so um, I think uh, about a week and a half ago, I uh, fired that up on Netflix and fucking loved it. He's 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 fucking great. I love it. And I can't. I oh man. I hope he fucking yeah. goes off. I hope he has a great show for us, Jake. He's he's definitely been on the bucket list of a comedian that I've never seen live that I've always wanted to. I you know I got to cross Jezelnik off a few years ago, and now I'm excited to cross Burr off. There you go. I. Uh, I rue the day where I crossed Dane Cook off my list. That was a horrible show. Oh, my God. Most of the world has written him off their list. Dude, I'm telling – no. Like when he first fucking came out, oh, my God. No deny. Motherfucker was on fire. He was awesome. And then like I saw him and I was just like, this, this is terrible. (laughs) Name three top Dane Cook movies for you. Uh, let's see. The I, I uh, waiting. Are you talking about? Yep. Are you talking about lead? No, no, no. Just him in general in, in any movie. Uh, waiting. I thought he was great in Mr. Brooks. And uh, what was it? Good Luck Chuck. Mm, yeah, I liked him in uh, uh, Employee of the Month. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever seen Mr. Brooks? No, I haven't seen that one. Hey, Jake, have you ever seen it? No. Watch Mr. Brooks. Kevin Costner plays a serial killer. What? It's good. <laughs> it's, okay. a, it's good. You'd never think that from Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, when I watched Employee of the Month, that definitely wasn't for Dane Cook, though. But, yeah. Kevin Costner, William Hurt, Demi Moore. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good yeah. movie. I, it was recommended yeah. to me years ago, and uh, when I when I I was like, wh- okay, what? You know, it's like it's like that moment you hear that Robin Williams did one hour photo, and you're, Robin Williams that is was a, great as a bad guy, and it's like well, I don't know, and then you watch it and you're like, oh, holy shit! Same thing with this one with uh, yeah, Mr. Brooks. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but check it out if you haven't seen it. So yeah. Hey, Wayne, where could people find you when you're not <laughs> podcasting on PCL? I don't know what I'm doing, Jake. <laughs> it sounded like you knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I host a show called Podcast Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we just recently did covering WrestleMania 20. It was a long episode. Uh, we are going to be reviewing uh, next week the predictions for Crown Jewel. Um. Yeah, super fun. Or you can reach me on Twitter or Instagram at semi dry chicken. There you go, everybody. There you have yep. it. Yep. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Appreciate Thanks it. for being on. And that was an episode, Jake. Yeah, that was fun, Wayne. I. It's always a good time when you're on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I mean, this is my first time. It's just like the three of us. It's always like me and a couple other people. Or like around were you, were you intimidated by that a little bit? I was. There, there was a moment I'm like, well, I hope Joe Stark's going to come in at any moment to save the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, I got the, but, you know, I got uh, the, good. 
you know, it's it's like uh, that's how I treat this. I treat it like you know, uh, Joe Stark is definitely like one of those PCL legacy characters, and I want him to kind of like yeah. pass the torch on to you, you know, Saved by the Bell, the new class entries. You know what I mean? And so, uh, right. <laughs> so when you when you come on here, it's like if you if you suck, think at least I got Joe. I'm a younger Avenger, you know. Just yeah, yeah. we know you don't, don't suck now, so you can. We took away we took away the Joe Stark training wheels off of off of you. Well, we, well, <laughs> we didn't we didn't we didn't know that Jake until we started. No, recording. I mean, it, we, we we had the Joe Stark training right. wheels on right. the first time. Yeah, that was just funny though because Joe Stark has a good set of training wheels. Very good. <laughs> I, I I prefer the Joe Stark training bra. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Get Training a nice and turkey. Yeah, there we go. Is, is it what, uh, why is a training bra? Is it? Do they have like a training jock strap for young lads? Is that a thing, Jake? Training jock? No, I don't know. I don't know. I've never worn a jock strap. Really? Oh, I had to. Oh, I had I to uh, in in middle school. We had to for gym class. It was required, or oh. you'd fail. That's weird. We never had it for gym right? class. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it was the nineties. It, it was weird. I had it. I had it when I when I, when I played baseball. I had a jock strap. Yeah. yeah, you know that's weird. Can you imagine failing class because you refuse to wear a jock strap? Like you refuse to let your something hold your balls up. It, yeah, that's why you failed. Yeah, the I don't like the 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 cup. You know, like oh uh, yeah. I like the. I, I never had to wear a cup. Yeah, I, I, I wore a cup in uh, in baseball, and so it's like uh, I was I was, it was we it felt weird at first, but you got used to it, and you really really fucking appreciated that thing when uh, when the ball bounced off the and, and hit you there. Cause did you, that ever happen to you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Did, have did you ever wear your cup in a non baseball situation? Oh like, fuck! Like going like, to the grocery you're just like, store. I gotta go deal with this bully. I'm gonna wear a cup just I, in case. No, no. Like I'm going no. to the hardware store. I'm gonna wear a cup. <laughs> you never know. When I need to deal with a bully. I brought a roll of roll of fucking quarters for my fist, <laughs> not a jock strap. Oh, you put him. You put him in a, you put him in a sock. <laughs> uh. Episode. Yeah, it went from a fine episode to whatever the fuck we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, this banter is not great. It's we not need to good. Pull the cord. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I recognize. Wait, we're still recording. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, Wayne turned we it off. Done. That explains everything. I thought we were done because I, I I drank a lot of beers, <laughs> and I've been I've been just like I'm very I think I did okay. And I thought we were done. Yeah, you go back. Lord of the Rings is very. It, it's like Return of the King at the end. We have a lot of fake out endings. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne, Damn. Wayne, I, I would go back and listen to this one, and you can judge I don't for know, yourself like, if you yeah, did a good job. It's like job. listening to yourself have sex. I don't know. It won't sound so good. Have you ever? Li- I've never listened to myself have sex. Right. Yeah, me neither. No. Exactly. That's why I don't know if I want to go back and listen to this. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Jake, I'm not going to make you do the outro with me anymore because I don't like doing it with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not offended. It's it. it, Yeah, I think it comes down to you being terrible at it. That's fine. I'll I'll take it. (laughs) 
<laughs> no argument. I, why sugarcoat it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not offended. I'm not offended. It's like, I had to rate myself one to ten. I would give myself a one. Oh man, it, what's lower than one? Oh, zero. <laughs> I would give you a fucking goose egg. That's not. That's not on the scale. I said one to ten. I, I and I asked the question: <laughs> What's less than one? Not referring to your scale, but an outside question, and that it. Now we're just arg- now we're just sound like a married couple bickering. Yeah, pull the cord. All right, <laughs> and t- Wayne, shut up. Fine, <laughs> bye. <laughs> and until next week, we're putting a lid on it. Get on it, get uh, Wayne. You're done. You are done. Don't flag. I'll see you next week, guys. Later. Not next. Well, yeah, we'll see. We won't be here next. You'll see. You'll listen to something next week. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations! I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying "I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap." Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. By the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushover, pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Sure only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover, counterculture pushovers, pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers.